Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the champion mod changes that are coming in Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or you're watching the upload on my archive channel, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. That's my live channel. You can also bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. SNTRnetwork.com has all of the content in one location. Rageous Roundtable, this show, Repeat Theater, all the uploads are there, so be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. A lot of great features are coming to that site. So, we have been talking about champion mods since they were added with Shadowkeep. There's good, there's bad, there's kind of in between, there's a lot of differing opinions on them. I, for one, just to kind of get my bias out of the way, I am actually a huge proponent of putting more champions in the game along with giving us more freedom with respect to champion mods. I'm even in favor of adding new, uh, new champions to the game to just add those layers to combat. I don't think the combat in Destiny is ever going to change that much or that dramatically, and I think both mechanics as well as layers to combat are one of the best ways to make the game feel fresh and new. So that's kind of my bias. So I am glad to see they're not going anywhere, and I'm also glad to see them making a change that should help with some of the things we've been talking about. However, it's kind of a minor change, and it's going to lead to, I think, a bunch of questions. So I'm going to save my questions for the end. There's a lot of unknowns right now. So let's just start with what was said. Anti-barrier rounds will now penetrate taken phalanx shields. That's cool and all. I, I don't know if anybody's really that concerned about that because you can pop the, fa- the failing shields fairly quickly already anyway by just shooting the middle. This was the one that I think was, was the more encouraging, especially considering what we got this current season. All anti-champion mods have been shifted to armor rather than taking up a weapon slot. Now, what this is going to enable you to do is one of the things we've been asking for. Exotic primaries will now be able to take advantage of the champion mods. You could do that right now. Uh, there was Pulse Rifle Unstoppable, and a lot of people were enjoying using that with Outbreak Perfected, uh, or I guess maybe... War- um, what's the other one? I'm forgetting the other one. Uh, I am so mad at myself. I almost said worm husk. I'm like, that's not a weapon. Anyway, people were excited to see that land and they were like, well, why can't you do this for more of the weapons or just do some generic ones? Cause it enabled us to use, you know, exotic weapons that are in the game right now. Yeah. Bad juju. Thank you. It's amazing that I said worm husk and you knew where I was going. So, you know, bad juju outbreak outbreaks, a great weapon. And giving it unstoppable was a nice touch. And then there's obviously Vigi Wing. So, in general, the way way that we've been looking at champion mods is that it's really disruptive to the weapon in a way that doesn't feel like the payout is good enough. One or two champions throughout an entire strike, and you have to change the mod on your weapon for the entire strike. And I think a lot of folks looked at that and thought, man, couldn't this just have its own slot on the weapon? So this doesn't feel like a huge change, because now it's just going to take up a slot on armor. So some folks aren't really convinced this is a great change. They think it's going to probably bring more problems and more frustration. So the second section of my video here is good not great it is good to see them making a change in the direction toward us with regards to some of our requests but this isn't necessarily solving the problem given that it's going to be taking up a slot on armor and your armor slots especially if you're really specking out for endgame are probably really already taken up by a lot of things so the champion mod system i think has great potential but this is just a tiny step in the right direction this isn't a big enough step i applaud the fact that they're not completely changing the entire system or overhauling it or 
just getting rid of it but this doesn't seem like even a half measure this is a teeny tiny movement uh because ultimately i mean i know the developers probably think are you kidding me this was actually pretty complicated moving it to a completely other system i'm talking about the benefit to the player the net benefit the effect this will have in the game isn't going to feel like a huge change it's going to feel like a pretty minor change mainly because it's it's still going to do the same thing it's kind of doing now just in another realm but the benefit to the player is it now opens up possibilities for exotic primaries to get a little bit more play a lot of folks are looking at the um the devil's ruin and being like oh will i be able to basically have a gun that does two things at the same time Adding layers to combat is great, but it will only land well if players have freedom and power to interact with it. And this isn't necessarily getting rid of the freedom problem. It's still attached to mods. It's still attached to a loadout that has got only so many mod slots and only so much energy. Given that the artifact and the challenges that it continues to cause, many questions actually still remain about how this is going to work. Because one of the things that we really stressed when we got into Season of Dawn was that we didn't like sort of being dictated to where the champion mods landed. Nobody really cared in Season of Undying because SMGs got the anti-barrier and we were all loving using the recluse and the subjunctive, so it just kind of worked. But the minute we had to use scouts or bows or pulses, they sort of became less popular. Then they did the overload on the sword and that got a lot of people's attention. However, we landed in Season of Arrivals in the summer, and a lot of folks are basically just now brute-forcing champions, unless you're in a Grandmaster Nightfall. Most of us are just sort of bypassing them by using guillotine and spamming light attack, and not ever having to worry about even using champion mods. So, given how great of a pain point it's become in the player's mind to the point that we sort of ignore it and don't interact with it. I remember being shocked. uh, It was like a week or two ago. I heard a champion get stunned in the public space. I heard the audio file for it. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that in ages. Given that reality, I don't think this is a big enough change. I think there's a lot more that needs to come to this. And it leaves a lot of remaining questions for the final section of the video. Will the anti-champion mods still be tied to the seasonal artifact? So, if it's going to be on our armor, great, cool, but are we still going to deal with this rotating amount of weapons that can actually use champion mods? So if it doesn't land on your favorite primary, it can be a pretty frustrating thing and disruptive to what you like to run in certain pieces of content. So if it's still updating every three months, it's great that they're moving it to our armor so we can use exotic primaries, but it isn't necessarily going to go and get rid of one of the primary complaints that we had uh, primarily in Season of Dawn. Secondly, another question. Will mods still be limited to a certain set of primaries? Are you going to expand it to, to allow all primaries all the time to have some semblance of a champion mod? Are you ever going to expand it to secondaries? It was awesome when they did it to the sword, but secondaries are standing there thinking, okay, Divinity has it intrinsically. What about the rest of these secondaries? What about shotguns? What about fusions, snipers? Can you give them some utility, especially uh, fusions and snipers don't have a lot of end game utility, don't have a lot of PVE utility at the time right now and we don't know if they have any plans for that Uh, and then you know the heavy sword was great but are you going to expand on that there's other heavies out there you know there's machine guns there's rockets could machine guns and rockets suddenly have really really good uh you know potential utility i don't know if you'd want to use a heavy for utility in some of the end game content but that is a question Uh, the biggest question of all for me and i know people are i'm not straining here i'm not reaching but does any of this hint toward a weapon update of some kind 
had some folks say, Lono, this might mean you're going to get a weapons update, and they've kept it quiet. They haven't really announced it. I don't want to. I don't want to reach for that, but it is it is a possibility that Bungie is adding some depth or some update to the weapon pool, and they wanted to get the champion mods out of there. Perhaps they're going to be adding some new perks that synergize with some of the mods right now. We got a glimpse of this with surrounded and surrounded spec and. You know, Dragonfly and Dragonfly spec. So there is a certain element of that already in the game. Maybe that's getting uh, iterated on uh, right now. One of the main things I've really been driving at is to expand it. And one of the examples I have given is an armored champion. And then the armored champion could have different ways to knock the armor off. A sniper with the appropriate mod could zoom in and see crit spots that could get shot. You could do the same thing with scouts, giving them a viability and a utility that they presently don't have. You could also melt the armor off with the fusion or bust the armor off with a shotgun. Now you're making different combat decisions in related in in relation to your loadout decisions and that would dovetail very nicely I you, I think and I've always said this you got a taste for how good the champion mod system could be in the master nightmare hunts when you were going for the time trials there was different decisions in your loadout that you were making you were suddenly finding that when to go blinding nades had utility finishers had utility I like to use unstoppable to put a stagger on the anti-barrier knight and that would enable the guys with his anagis to take their shots because it would kind of cut it would kind of get the knight and kind of get in the plant in one spot because Unstoppable has more utility than just unstop, you know, stopping like an ogre or something. One of the primary reasons I do think that people hate the champions is because anti-barrier champions are in their own league. Unstoppable and overload champions I think are totally fine. I think they get the job done as far as being a u- a new unit that requires a certain level of awareness and finesse, but anti-barriers kind of get to do everything. They get to heal, they get to shoot, they get to put up a shield. Uh, they they kind of get to pull from too many boxes. I would just say that anti-barriers shouldn't be able to shoot anymore. And that would really, I think, put some of the champions more in balance, not have them so out of whack. And that might actually win over uh, some of the community that absolutely hate the anti-barrier champions. So those are my thoughts on the changes. A small step in the right direction. Still, I don't think tapping into the potential that champions and those mods can bring to the game. We're going to transition to Q&A. So if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. You can submit your questions as long as you're a paying member. If you're listening elsewhere... You can always catch us live at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the champion mod changes. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, any of the podcast platforms, or you're watching the upload on my archive channel, you can always watch us live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com, or you can bookmark sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com has all the content in one location, Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and this show. Uh, as well as schedules and a lot of new tools and upcoming features. You guys are going to want to make sure you're checking that site out. So first question coming in from Techno. Do you think this change would let exotics like Ariana's Vow, Devil's Ruin, and Leviathan's Breath double dip on anti-champion effects? I certainly think the uh, the Ariana's Vow is, is, is likely to get some love. I think the problem with... Uh, I'm sorry, Devil's Ruin. I, I said that wrong. Devil's Ruin will likely be able to, out of the box, double dip. Now, Ariana's Vow and Leviathan's Breath, I, I think the only problem there is that the mods at present, as they function, seem to only target your, you know, your primaries. Now, it might look at them and say, well, a bow, the area, you know, the Leviathan's Breath and the Ariana's Vow is a hand cannon. Like, it might view them as their type 
and not their category. Does that make sense? Like, their gun type is hand cannon and bow, but their category or their classification is secondary and heavy as far as ammo goes. So I just don't know how they would how they would end up classifying them. Uh, I, I, you know, I ran double primary when we did the nightmare hunt uh, time trials. I had an unstoppable loud lullaby, and then I would do the Ariana's vow for the uh, for the anti champion. So, I, I I would think though you're most likely to double dip would be Devil's Ruin. Now, what kind of use, what kind of utility is that? Is that going to be enough? Is that really going to change things for you? Is that really going to make the end game feel better or are you going to feel stronger? I honestly don't know. I don't know if a ton of people are going to want to be going into Grandmaster Nightfalls with a Devil's Ruin. Um, there could be other exotics they're going to want to lean on for other uh, other things. But being able to deal with two different champion types with one, one weapon... Uh, like an unstoppable Ariana's Vow, exactly, I think would be really, really strong. Ariana's Vow is a great, great weapon. Um, you know, as, it, 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 as, far as, as far as the anti-barrier, and then it also is a great weapon just in general, as long as you have good ammo economy, you can hit some really, really good damage with it if you hit your crits. So, um, it being able to use unstoppable could be really, really strong. Um, and so... At the end, at the end of the day, I I just don't know uh, if that'll be enough. Ariana's vow could get all three if hand cannons get overload and unstoppable. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, that might turn that into a very one all you know one size fits all weapon. It could it could fill a lot of uh, uh, roles. Um, Devil's Ruin with Overload, Surprise Attack, Charged Light Builds. Yeah, and you never know, like, SMGs could get Overload and Anti-Barrier in one season, and then you could run both. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, I would say, I would say, I want way more than that, okay? it. Let's just add up all the things that we kind of, you know, asked for and criticized in year three. Number one, we didn't like the rotation of weapons because it restricted what could actually use the anti-champion mods. Number two, exotics got left by the wayside. Number three, anti-barrier champions seem to be way overpowered in comparison to overload and unstoppable. Uh, Number four, uh, it's disruptive to your guns, your loadouts, etc. So people generally just started leaning on guillotine to bypass the entire mechanic. These are all the things that we said. And what do they do? Like, oh, we're moving them to armor. Well, okay, great. So I potentially can have a Devil's Ruin or an Ariana's Vow with multiple anti-champion effects. But that's it? Is that all that, re- you know, is that is that going to be enough to make us feel like they've really, you know, landed the anti-champion mod and the champion, you know, enemies? Is, is that plane fully landed? I, 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 I don't think so. I think they have a lot further to go. I, I the, the only silver lining that I will say here is... I did not want them to completely jettison the system out of the game, and I also didn't want them to completely and utterly change the system, because I think that's what a lot of people were kind of asking for. They were like, get it out of here, it's terrible, or, you know, or completely overhauled or whatever. I'm glad that they're not doing either of those things. That's kind of the silver lining here. It's like, okay, well, doing a doing a you know a minor change is probably better than what some folks were calling for i think some folks were just being way too extreme about it you guys know my motto has always been don't remove the system refine the system because you probably are going to get more capital out of those changes and i think that kind of reigns true here where 
if they're going to improve champions and champion mods, maybe they could do a little bit, uh, maybe they could do little minor changes, you know, every season or something. Cause this is pretty, this is pretty small, you know, in effect, in effect, it's, it's, it's huge. Cause they had to make a lot of changes in the background probably, but it's not big in the actual felt effect of the player base because you're like it's still going to mess with my loadout I'm still going to have to go in and switch these mods around and there's one or two champions per there's one or two champions per strike so you're, you're doing all of that for you know a handful of engagements um and that's where I think some of the some of the problem is with the system, restricted by the by the actual artifact itself, restricted by the gun types, and then set and then and then also just a, a bit of a a bit of a tedious choice and disruption to your loadout for a handful of enemies. I mean, you go through a strike and you take out what let's say four, maybe five anti barrier champions. So four or five enemies, and you you have to adjust your entire loadout around that. So all the other engagements, all of the other encounters, all the other things that you're doing, you have nothing to do. You, you have nothing. You have no, no reason to run those mods. So I wouldn't say they've landed the plane. More like the runway's in sight. It's foggy, but you're in the wrong country. <laughs> right? It's like yeah, they, this isn't quite. This isn't quite far enough. Th- this is like the bounty criticism that I gave them. You had all of year three to gather feedback and you're barely touching bounties from what we can see and you've got your sights set on a change for season 13. My hope would be maybe they're doing something similar here with the uh, champion mods. Yeah, we're doing a lot of changes in Beyond Light. We're making you reinstall the game. Don't uninstall, by the way. Just let the update hit. You know, we're essentially in effect reinstalling the entire game. Uh, taking planets out, adding planets, adding subclasses. We don't want to turn too many dials. And I'm like, okay, if that's the case, I actually accept that. But man, we better see some movement in year four. Because if year four is another dud with respect to bounties being a frustration, champions and champions mods uh, being a frustration, it'll be pretty disappointing given we provided, I think, pretty consistent feedback since Season of Dawn. I don't think our feedback has changed. If anything, they could see the trajectory clearly when Season of Arrivals landed and no one's running champion mods. Run a report, Bungie. How many people are running the champion mods and actually stunning champions outside of Grandmasters? Okay, Everywhere champions show up, aside from Grandmasters, how often are we actually proccing the stuns? It's almost never. So... I could see people getting angry to have Thorn Unstoppable Shot Overload. We've been saying this in Season of Dawn, remove champions. My Again, I disagree with it. I disagree with that. In in the Master Nightmare Hunts for Time Trials, I think we got a glimpse into how they can actually use champions in a good way. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see that evolve this season. I think the people that are on Darksiders' uh, position that just think that they should be removed, I unfortunately think you're going to get more you're going to get more in your corner of argumentation this this coming expansion because I think people are going to be like they're still annoying they didn't make any changes to them the minor the very very minor change of putting them on you know your armor isn't enough so MG Avenger with the next question um 
says do you think this will push more players into interacting with the mods and the ways of disrupting the champions or do you think this is more of a way for the build focused hardcore players to mix and match their builds with varying exotics that have intrinsic champ mods I would hope it's more of the latter um I, I would hope it was it, it's more of the latter that they're that they're giving people a way to expand on their on their loadouts and continue to use exotics and it hopefully isn't super disruptive. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are completely maxed out on their armor. They got all ten levels of edge, you know, energy. They got all ten levels of energy and they they don't want to shuffle anything around. This is one of the reasons that I said this is one of the reasons that I said that they should not have the mods for mobility, uh, recovery, resilience. None of that should be costing uh, any energy. Because if you're like, oh, if I have to move things around, I'm gonna lose my energy on mobility or something I feel like those should just be free and if they're free then, you, then you'd then you be in a position to say okay now I have a little bit more freedom for something like an anti-champion mod do you see what I'm saying my, my champion mod's falling guillotine like exactly that's what I'm saying like nobody's really interacting with it my biggest issue that I have is that I would put on unstoppable pulse rifle and I'm doing uh, the beginning content where most people are just pushing through the champions or ignoring them. Right, that's another... And see, that's tied to another aspect of what's problematic is that you're not actually doing anything. You're just saying, hey, just run past them. You're doing nothing in strikes to motivate me to kill them, to interact with them. Uh, in contact public event, everybody just guillotines them you know, into oblivion. Uh, and so I think I think champions are attached to a handful of problems number one early game no incentive to kill them late game they're over realized as a pain point and everywhere in between most people are just running past them and ignoring them uh, and you know or just hitting them with guillotine so incentivize me to kill them and then make killing them you know, not so frustrating. And then again, if you go onto the armor and you say, okay, your mobility, your recovery, your resilience, uh, your discipline, your intellect and your strength, they cost zero energy. You just get to pick what one you want. And it's just that nice plus 10. That would free up some energy to say, it's fine now that champion mods are over here. If that makes sense, like you, you could give them that freedom. This is why I always say to put the champs only in the hardcore content and tune them as such and have much more reason to kill them, get them out of casual and normal content. Well, now there we agree. There we agree. If the guillotine didn't exist, if, if, if swords, it's not even guillotines. If swords were not where they are right now as a spam happy weapon, the champions in contact public event, you would hate them. You would absolutely hate them. You don't notice how dumb they are because everybody just spams them with swords. Do you remember when you would do the Hammer of Dawn level in in, in, in Sundial and if nobody was running Unstoppable, how annoying that guy was because nobody's stunning him, right? And he takes an inordinate amount of your ammo to kill. Well, now it's like, oh, here comes a champion. Light attack, light attack, light attack, dead. Like, you just light attack the person, the champion, into oblivion. 
if 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 swords were not where they are right now, I think you would go into contact public event and you'd be furious at the fact that these stupid champions keep showing up and none of these blueberries are running champion mods. This is so irritating. I mean, even now blueberries don't understand how to like back away and let the two knights get close together, let alone running an actual champion mod. Wait until the guillotine nerf hits, the complaints will be coming back. I agree. I don't think champions have any business in low-level content unless you want to put one down there. Overload. You just put it down there. They show up in strikes. You see them maybe every once in a while in a a public space event. And generally speaking, somebody's probably going to run that. That just kind of gives people a taste. And then you add more of them in quantity and more of them in total the when you go up into the harder content. Um... There's no reason to have them in the in contact, the weekly mission, stuff like that. Have them in raids, dungeons, legend strikes. Well, this is a great discussion to add to the difficulty spectrum discussion. If you have a normal version of the seasonal content and a hard mode, guess what you can add in hard mode? Champions, because you turn off matchmaking. And that's something you aspire to do. There's a reason to go in there because you have uh, you have the uh, you go in there because you have the um frick the loot incentive I couldn't think of the word there's an actual loot incentive to go run hard and then when you're in there you have champions where they kind of feel like uh, they belong so sundial is another great example of this there was a hard version there was a hard version there was no reason to run the hard version and that could have been the difference between normal and hard is champions being in one and not the other because when I go into content and I'm going in with a team and we're not matchmaking it's really easy to be like can someone please for the love of frick run unstoppable like it's you know (laughs) I always said that I was like please please somebody run unstoppable for those of you guys asking about the event it's there's an event command if you want to use it it'll give you the window of time and we will be streaming tonight for it Happy birthday again, mine Saturday. Well, happy early birthday, Mav. <clears throat> Clap for you. Do you think it will be open season with exotics or will it limit which exotics can use? I don't think they're going to do this and then limit on the back end. That'd be really dumb. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I really, I, I don't, <laughs> then I'm gonna be like, hey, you can finally put, you know, anti-champion mods on your armor to give you more freedom and then it's like except (laughs) except it's not actually more freedom we're going to restrict when you can actually use them or whatever I I don't think that would go over very well Um, in in the grand scheme of what's going on um, in the grand scheme of everything that's going on I wouldn't think that's something that you'd want to do as far as creating this weird like it's like that would be like a sucker punch hey we gave you more freedom but yeah just a couple of exotics or something like that now obviously you're not gonna be able to do like your your cold hearts and your and your prometheus lens like those are secondary weapons unless bungie decides to add anti-champion mods for you know uh secondary weapons that would be the only thing that would be the only way that you'd get more of that freedom had a bad memory will they change gambit uh, Gambit's going down to one game mode, and it's it's they they have made changes. It was outlined in a um, it was outlined in a TWAB uh, three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Um, yo, thank you, Rhino. Um, so it for 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 them to say, listen, they I think the experiment was with the pulse rifle one. 
and they saw us celebrate it. I think because stasis is going to change up so much, they are holding back to see what's going to happen. I, I, I do think that's part of the equation. It was about a month ago when they did that. I do think that is part of the equation. I think part of the equation is that they're they're not wanting to do too much at once. The, the stasis is making changes. They're changing our our ghosts. They're adding aspects and fragments. They're taking planets away. They're making you reinstall the game. They shuffle things around with respect to the script. There's the engine script. I'm sorry, not the engine script. The physics script. And then there is the uh, the quest script. And all of this is uh, all of this is 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 landing in a way where they don't want to cause a ton of disruption because you know more than likely more than likely there are uh you know there's teams of people that have quality of life things they want to do but they probably i'm I'm just going to assume they had to shelf some of it it just to me seems extremely odd like okay so you're telling me you received all of our feedback from year three about bounties and about uh Mm, what are some of the other things uh, the, the, the XP and the leveling and infusion you guys have received all this feedback and you ultimately decided to do basically nothing you're doing nothing with 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 any of it nothing's happening you're you're, you're adjusting XP slightly on bounties and then you have a slight change on uh, seasonal currency as well like that's it that's all you're changing you know did we have anti-champion swords? We did have anti-champion swords for a season. They were overload. It seems a bit tone deaf, to be honest. Again, again, it does seem tone deaf because, as you just said, they're wanting to kind of see what happens before they make a bunch of changes. They want to see what stasis brings. They could have tucked under their hat uh, some changes to weapons with stasis that are going to add some of this utility that we're talking about, and it's not going to be in the form of a champion. I, again, they received feedback, but the people are using Internet Explorer, so they didn't communicate the feedback to the developers. Give them some slack. They're running on Explorer. Okay. <laughs> well, it's called Edge, isn't it? Anyway. Um, the fact that they're trying... The, the fact that they're looking into adding adept weapons of strikes later, adjusting bounties later, that's just how I'm looking at it now. I'm not making excuses. I just think because they had to bite off a huge, huge... Di- like... How do I want to phrase this? They had to bite off a lot to basically reset the game, delete half the game, reinstall the game, add a add a um, add a subclass, add a new way of interacting with subclasses, do a UI update. Um, I, I just think they're you know they looked at that and thought that's enough for the expansion. Let's do the other things later. Also, it'll be pretty nice. It'll feel like a nice bolster and a nice nice uptick when they say hey next season strikes are getting adept weapons i mean that'll be a nice update won't it T- to suddenly have oh hey this season's only ten dollars we get the seasonal content the seasonal loot and we get something in the uh, in the strikes so if 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 that's what they're doing yeah i'll be streaming the event tonight make sure you're subscribed with the bell button so you don't miss uh, the, the event will be tonight somewhere between 7 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. Eastern uh, before the game shuts down for maintenance. So I know it seems like I'm not defending the lack of the lack of changes like with the bounty th- with the bounty thing. I think they should have said something to the effect of 
we don't want to adjust too many systems in the middle of an expansion and in the middle of all these new things that we're doing so here's a, a minor change we're making with other changes coming down the road I think there was better ways to talk about some of these subjects to give us some confidence long term that they're going to be doing more so I'm not sitting here giving them a pass I kind of held them and was like oh, come on this this doesn't seem like the best way to talk about this we've all been kind of waiting for these changes for a while and you're talking about it in a way where it seems like you're you're not really aiming high and if it is if it is related to the fact that they don't want to do too much for one expansion I respect that it probably would have been a good idea to say that to us um, and they did in so many words like adept weapons coming in a future strike to um, adept weapons coming to strikes in a future season updates to bounties in a future season um, updating the weapons and the armor in trials in a future season uh, big love for Lono and SNTR happy birthday thank you so uh, Darksider with hand cannons usually getting overloaded and unstoppable mods, an anti-barrier on armor giving the effects to exotics, Arianas will become the only exotic used in the content with champions. It won't limit this and it will hinder player builds and weapon diversity. Again, this is really, really presumptuous that it's going to even see Arianas as a primary because the, the mods are, are for primaries. Um, and I know that in, in the coding of the game, you might say, well, it's a hand cannon, it's a hand cannon. Again, um, that's not the way the game necessarily reads it. it. It's a it's it's a hand cannon secondary. It's not a true you know, hand cannon, just like Leviathan's Breath. So, this is a little bit uh, presumptuous. I would think what they'd want to do is not make this change, funnel everybody to one weapon, Ariana's. I don't think they're going to want to do that because Ariana's has anti-barrier and hand cannons, as you say, typically get overloaded unstoppable. And then you can basically run one gun for all three. I, I, I don't know if the end result here they're going to want is that that's basically the only weapon worth running in endgame. That's kind of the opposite of, of what they're wanting to do. They're wanting to give you more freedom and more diversity. And that's basically the exact opposite of that. The armor mod for the pulse is not tied to the ammo type. It's tied to the weapon type. The only way we could prove you right is if there was an exotic pulse rifle that was uh, it was a secondary. It used secondary ammo. I would be really, really surprised if they take a hand cannon unstoppable mod and it applies to the Arianas. There's just a part of me there's a part of me that doesn't think that's gonna be a thing. They're 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 gonna limit it and say, no no no, this is for primaries. Um, Arianas doesn't complete hand cannon bounties. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. It's not viewed in that category. It's in that special weird, you know, valley of it's a hand cannon, but it's not, you know. However, this season I could run any pulse rifle with a mod, including secondaries. No, you weren't running secondary pulse rifles. You were running energy pulse rifles. Now you're mixing up the terminology. This is why they need to go back to primary, secondary, and heavy. You can run an energy pulse rifle but it's not a secondary it's not using secondary ammo it's not using green ammo okay Ariana's vow is a hand cannon and it runs as a secondary it runs on green ammo it's basically a sniper it, it, it they should have just made it a sniper it would make it less confusing um, <laughs> but there that's the that's the question 
is since it's not a primary will the mods view it uh, as a primary and so that's ultimately the question is 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 it going to be is it going to be able to double dip like that I'm just going to put my chips on the table and say if they're doing this to give you more freedom the last thing they're going to want to do is be like oh wow Ariana's Val can literally do everything Hand cannon scavenger, targeting, dexterity, and targeting all work on with Ariana's. Right, but that's respect with respect to the gun and how it performs. The ammo is different. The ammo determines damage output, and damage output is in probably the same hemisphere as effects like unstoppable and overload. I don't think they're quite in the same realm as targeting, dexterity, uh, you put targeting twice. So, you're right, you've got things in your corner, but I've got things in my corner. The gun doesn't complete hand cannon bounties. So at some level, it doesn't view it as a, spe- as a hand cannon, and in some realms it does. It's not consistent. So, I would just think they would say, they might even say this. They might even come out and say this. If you are using one of the few weapons that has an intrinsic anti-champion mod on it, you will not be able to override that or double dip. It will basically block out any anti-champion mods you put on your armor because the game may not even be coded right now for a gun to do both. Does that make sense? The game may just reject it and be like, no, it's binary. This slot is filled, and once it's filled, you can't put anything else in it. That's it. That this container is filled with a, with a with with an overload or or an anti barrier. You can't put anything else in this in this in this category. They may just come out and say that you can't double dip the way that it's coded. Only one gun at a given time can have a champion effect. So some of this discussion may be completely moot because even the devil's ruin might not be able to take advantage of what what we're hoping it might be able to. I think secondary is confusing. Special is what Lono is referring to. Sorry, sorry. Primary, special, and heavy primary and special and heavy you can run a special pulse rifle but it is not I'm, I'm sorry you can run an energy pulse rifle but it is not a special weapon this is why I hate this freaking system <laughs> primary secondary and heavy it's so much simpler um, you know and then give us elemental primary just go back to the system that works so well in D1 uh, let us carry double primary so nobody can complain uh, literally the primary slot could have two boxes and then you'd have your secondary and your heavy and it would be a lot clearer um, <laughs> it'd be a lot clearer so again, their lack of communication and refusal uh, don't convey full info, leaving players to make assumptions, which is not helpful for Bungie trying to gather info. Right? You're you're uh, you're not saying anything I didn't say. I literally ended my video. It's titled "Remaining Questions." Like there are lots of remaining questions. Is it still going to be tied to the artifact? Is it only going to be a certain set of primaries every season? Are you going to expand to the secondaries? Are you going to expand to the heavies? Does this hint any kind of a weapons update? Like. I, I ended I literally I literally ended my stream by, by I'm sorry my 10 minute segment by saying there's lots of remaining questions I agree with you yes it, this is this is not their best form of communication if you're going to come out and say they're moving over to champion mods you should have put a little frequently asked questions underneath is it still going to be tied to the artifact yes is it still going to limit the amount of primaries it can do every season yes like I'm not saying those are the answers I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm acting as if that would have been their way for clarifying things for us what about weapons like Devil's Ruin? Will they be able to double dip? No. You know, or yes. 
Joan only on Q&A. No, 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 you're fine, Darksider. I, I'm not saying that you should have been here. What I'm saying is, is in, a, in, in, a, in a rare alignment of things, you and I are in agreement at this point. You and I usually don't agree on stuff. I'm agreeing with you. This was not their best form of communication. It added... And remember what I said a couple weeks ago? There's two types of players. There are players that hear this information and they get excited. And then there's players like us who hear the information and then we're like, okay, I have I have like seven questions now. <laughs> I The information's cool, but now I have like 18 different questions. Because this, this is something that has been a major pain point of year three. So are you answering those pain points? Or are you just shifting shifting things over as like, oh, well, it's over there now. You can use exotics. And that's the only thing you're doing? Like, is that it? Did you think about the fact that Devil's Ruin and Ariana's Val might be able to double dip? Did you consider that? We, you know, we don't know. So, but, and, and here's why I'm agreeing with you. We're too close to launch now for this. You didn't even need to say this. You could have said, you know, hey, look for day one patch notes on what we're doing with some changes to champion mods. And then that's all they needed to say. And then you could do day one patch notes that answer all those questions. You said this and now everyone's kind of like, um, this wasn't helpful. This is just adding to the confusion uh, and the lack of clarity that players are feeling right now. But again, there are probably lots of players that read this and thought, dope, I can run my Huckleberry now, and then that's all they care about. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so. Uh, Drown-Eyed Angel. Now the champion mods are going to be on armor, and some other mods have been tweaked. Do you think this is going to make builds more diverse or is it going to make armor more cluttered? Could we potentially be getting armor 2.0 soon? Huh? I think you meant to say weapons 2.0 soon. I happen to think that this is where you're going to see complaints arise. I don't have a spot for these champion mods, dadgummit. Where am I going to put them? Now, if they let us put them in some of the spots where maybe you're a little less likely to hit all 10 points of energy... I don't know where this would be. I, I didn't do a lot of 10 energy builds. So, and also how much do they cost? That's another question. How much do they cost? Is it a is it 1 point? Is it 2 points? Is there a niner in there? Like wh- how many points is it going to cost to use these? I would really hope it's like a single point because <laughs> it's it's literally a required utility in some content. So you shouldn't be making me like butcher my build and my loadout to, to put on an anti-champion mod. Louis thinks it should cost nothing. I, 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 I could probably get behind that. One minute, the max one, you know? The low, low price of seven energy. I'm nearly 100% sure they didn't consider exotics with built-in anti-champ mods and it will create a massive buggy mess. In regards, it will lead to a lot of exotics being disabled. Um... I forgot Q&A was going on. Don't mind the Assassin's Creed question. Oh, oh, oh. Do you think Assassin's Creed... Do you like Assassin's Creed games? What From what they've shown of AC Valhalla, what do you think? People are saying it's similar to Odyssey and Origins, so I would probably really like it because I thought Odyssey and Origins were fantastic. So people that weren't fans of those and, and want more of the classic AC to return aren't too happy. So... Yeah. <sighs> what was the Pulse Rifle mod? How much did it cost? Unstoppable burst on arms costs two points. With respect, that's stupid. Not to you, because you're not you're you're giving me the information. The developmental decision to make that cost two points, that's stupid. With respect. That's just dumb. What are you doing? So it costs nothing. It was two points. 
Wait, did it cost two and then they lowered it? Huh. You have one of those unplayed on Steam? Oh my gosh, Valiant Origins with Bayek? Oh, what a good story. What a great game. The combat changed quite a bit in Odyssey. It was more heavy, more Spartan, big kicks, big pushes, big dives. It was really, really fun. I wish I could have given a bunch of time to Odyssey, but I was just in a position where I couldn't dedicate a lot of stream time to it. They're both fantastic and worth playing. Great RPG elements. Um, it costs two. Okay. Yeah, it costs two. So, I, yeah, I don't agree with that. It should cost one or nothing. I can understand having it cost like one, but I don't even think it should cost that. You know, it... it I don't know. Shame I have booty internet. It might take a few days. <laughs> Yeah, there's their big their big games. <laughs> uh, uh, Anvu Incorporated. I like the change of moving the champion mods from weapon to armor slots, although I'd have preferred their own slots TBH. Do you believe this is a step in the right direction? Could it be seen as an indicator for a potential rework much later down the line? I tend to agree with you. I would have rather this been a twofold announcement. We're moving them to armor into their own slot. You know, or just put it put it on put it on the ghost or something. If all the champion mods go on gauntlets, that will be a problem because the dexterity mods are moving there. Oh yeah, that's the other question, Techno. That's one That's one more question to add to the long list of questions. Where are they going to be on armor? Anywhere or arms? Because arms is going to get really, really cluttered. You cleaned up You cleaned up gauntlets because you got rid of, uh, you know, adept uh, or, I'm sorry, enhanced reload and you, you homogenize those and you also got rid of affinity requirements on the loaders, on, you know, hand cannon loader and all those. That's great. Are you also going to put anti-champion mods there? Are anti-champion mods going to have affinity? I would hope they don't. That'd be really dumb. Who uses dexterity in PvE? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to tell somebody how to play, but I definitely would say maybe you're straining at a gnat here. Like, is that really a problem? Is dexterity really useful in PvE? If you're going into PvP, sure, but in PvP, you don't need the anti-champion mod. So are they really competing with each other? I don't know. Again, I'm not going to tell you how to play. That might be a pretty, you know, narrow example of a problem. Like, how many people are really going to get upset that they can't run hand cannon dexterity and unstoppable at the same time? Like, is that going to be uh, an issue? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Armor 3.0 will have 13 energy and 127 mod slots. You don't need dexterity mods if you run Ophidias. Well, I mean, right, so everybody's supposed to run that. Um, We have action cancel for that. Yeah, but no, I mean, that's not standard, though. That's not standard. Ashen Hollow. This change does light a fire in my ashen heart. Really? But do you think Bungie is still curating what mods go on my guns? I don't want another season of Dawn with an awesome activity with cruddy weapons. Scouts and short range activity. That was such an oversight. That was such an oversight. Like, of all the times they have an oversight, so much of Sundial was close range. So much of Sundial was close range. And they were like, hey, uh... Do you want to use scouts, bows, or pulses? No. Like, those... The environments weren't even built built for them. It was so freaking random. It was so random. So, I agree with you. Um... I agree with you. There... There was a... There was a significant problem of alignment there. It didn't make much sense. 
Um, it looks like is that Xbox Game Pass? Disney Plus is on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, starting today for a limited time, it says. Limited time. Yeah. So, you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to hook you with Mando, and they're going to chop it after a month. So you'll be halfway through the season, and you have to go buy Disney Plus to see the second half of Mando. <laughs> Sorry, but that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to give you one month to get you hooked on Mando. Um, it's br- it's a brilliant marketing. If th- it's brilliant marketing if they do that. Had no issues with Randy's. Fix that issue during dawn. I was running Randy's and Ariana's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people didn't have Randy's. Mando is boring. You're boring. You you are you are boring. Uh, Strider Prime. I know that anti barrier has a function other than just champions. I can't seem to find a straight answer on whether Unstoppable and Overload also have that feature. If not, how could they be utilized? Unstoppable does um, explosive damage in an area of effect and also does a stagger, a very slight stagger. Um, so the uh, people are saying it's 31 days. Yeah, that's not going to be enough. You're not going to be able to see all of Mando. Mando's going to run for eight weeks. You'll have four of those weeks. We're two weeks in. You start now. You're going to get to the sixth week. You're not going to see the last two episodes. It's freaking brilliant. You're going to get hooked. You're going to be able to binge the first two or three episodes. You're going to be able to watch all the way to episode six. And then you're going to be like seven and eight. When everything comes to a conclusion of the season, you're not going to get to see it. You're not going to get to. It's actually freaking brilliant. Unstop staggers enemy. Overload increases skill cooldown of enemies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. So overload does something other than just stagger a random minotaur. Um, so that's pretty nice. Every Mando episode, he's about to get shot and someone else shoots the bad guy and saves him. The end. I'm sorry that you watched one episode and then decided to to take a a, a two year long nap, but that's not true. <laughs> that's I'm not debating that with you. Don't watch great great Star Wars. I don't care. <laughs> that's like telling me my favorite pizza joint's not good. I don't care. I'm gonna still go and enjoy it. <laughs> um, so anti Barry has built in armor piercing rounds. Yeah, and you can penetrate different shields and stuff in the game. Joseph Young, do you think champions should be used more as mini bosses in different activities? In an event like Contact, it's harder to kill the champions than the actual bosses. Should they change it? Well, you've never played the two knights that have to stand close to each other on Titan, if you think this. That's not true. Uh, Secondly, um, I actually don't think they're harder if you just used guillotine. Also, listen, if you run a champion mod, that's not true either. They're not that hard. They're not. Um... It's, uh, it more, more and more. I think that the, uh, the champions as a pain point are a little overstated. Now, obviously in Grandmaster, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty, it, it can be pretty, pretty frustrating, but I, I can't, I can't imagine anybody arguing that the, uh, the champions in compact are harder than the bosses. Um, so, uh, as far as them being mini bosses, yeah, they're probably mini bosses in Grandmaster, but they're not they're not that way anywhere else. Um, so he wants more champs champs in areas. So no, he didn't. Well, listen, listen. You have to understand, though. I argue for more champions in more areas, and I also argue for a lot of changes to Grandmasters. So 
I have a pretty I have a pretty thought out and nuanced position on on the layers of difficulty and end game and what what true difficulty spectrum should look like. I think you're settling for a two by four to the forehead as opposed to them building something that's actually creative and fun. Um, I think grandmasters are garbage. I think they are the worst example of endgame content that they've ever created. We have raids, and we have dungeons, and we have really, really cool dungeons like the Outbreak mission and the Whisper mission, and you settle for a garbage delta and 12 negative modifiers. It's the worst endgame content they've ever created. I use the word created lightly. They slapped a bunch of crap on existing strikes. No, it's garbage content. You will never convince me otherwise. It's literally the worst content they've created. And and that's not even the point of champions champions land in the game in so many different ways you, you have them in the public space and blueberries aren't even interacting with them and we're just blowing through them with guillotine when they were in sundial they were a headache because more so many people forgot to run champion mods or didn't even care to right i, I don't i don't know if 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 you're going to put champions in the game as mini bosses you're going in a different direction than i am I think you should give us more freedom with, uh, oh, thank you, Mama. The kids made me little, like, notes and cards for my birthday. That's great. Um, as, as far as mini bosses, I have continued to say just put them in more areas. Make it a combat decision that I'm making so that I load myself out and I'm like, okay, this room's going to have three unstoppables and two anti-barriers. Right, And then I go into the room and I make combat decisions to interact with those. You're doing something different. Um, are you serious? <laughs> she lit a candle. She made me peanut butter pie. That's like my, that's like my favorite uh, for my birthday. And she lit a candle and brought it in. <laughs> made me blow it out. Um, it's... So there's two ways to approach this. You're approaching it and saying, yeah, make them mini bosses, make them really tough to kill. I'm like, nah, just put them everywhere. And then I, if I have freedom and I'm a little bit stronger, like I think that's part of the problem is you go into an environment where you're literally hiding behind a wall for five minutes because that's great content. And then you're, then you're slowly chiseling these champions everywhere. Instead, it should be more about... There are combat decisions you're making to spin all these plates efficiently. That's how it should be. Like, when they added Light Eater Knights to the Oryx fight, okay? I I wasn't having to, like, hide behind a wall and slowly chisel the Light Eater Knight and, oh man, I finally got him. No, it was, oh, I got a new plate to spin. I got to be efficient in my timing, my positioning, my movement, and I got to hit my shot. Right? Awareness. Awareness, strategy, efficiency of executing the strategy, skill, got to hit my shot. Do you know how many times I ran the orcs fight and you got a guy who can't shoot the broad side of the barn, so you got to help him get his light eater night. Like that's that's what I'm ta- that's what I'm arguing for. Give people plates to spin as opposed to just hitting them in the face with a 2 by 4 and making them hide behind stuff. It just this game isn't built for that level of damage output. You don't have lateral agility. You don't have the ability to parry. You don't have the ability to block. And yet you're going into content that has all the damage markers of a game with lateral agility and parrying and blocking and dodging. We have none of that and yet you go into content with damage thresholds that that kind of require those things. Creative and fun would be when champions wouldn't need mods to deal with, but having a special interaction barrier instead of 
Anti-barrier mods, there's a barrier drone flying over the champ. Shield a gambit to remove the barrier, destroy the drone. I mean, they did that in the forges. Um, so, I don't know. There is, I, I think it's, it's, it's something, there is something there, and I feel like I got a taste for it when I ran the Master Nightmare Hunts for time trials, and... I don't get that when I go when I look at content that that is an extremely high delta and 12 negative modifiers. I just so yeah, it's my birthday. So I think the new raid will be fine. They've not made a bad raid yet. They've made raids that aren't my favorite, but Leviathan was a good raid even if I didn't like it. I can set my preference aside and be like, it was actually a really good raid. It was it was really, really cool, creative, it was beautiful. They did things that were that were new they'd never done before, and I don't like it. <laughs> I can still look at it and be like, that's incredible. You know, I can look at a really, really well built, you know, seven tier cake, and if it's a cake that I don't like, that doesn't mean I can't look at it and be like, Well, that's a great cake. I don't have any interest in eating it though. I can look at Leviathan and be like that's a great raid. It really is, but I have zero interest in running it. I don't like it. Um, so. Sword blocks? Pfft, no. Not even remotely the same. Uh, bad raid cough, last wish. Oh, stop it. If you don't cheese Riven, last wish is a great raid. It's actually really, really cool. It's probably their, it's probably their biggest and most ambitious raid since King's Fall. Um... Mike on the mic says, yo, what's good? With the changes of champion mods and exotic primaries potentially becoming more utilitarian, will the sandbox become more balanced or will this make exotics dominance? Don't know. I really don't know. Are you going to feel like... Are you going to feel like being able to run an exotic primary really changes the flow of battle in, in, in endgame content? You know? I am 39 years old. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Is there an exotic primary right now that is strong enough to really turn the tide of combat in the end game? So you're like, hey, I can run champion mods and I can run, you know, I can see somebody doing uh, a champion mod for hand cannons and running sunshot, combining it with a warmind build, maybe. Um, favorite raid in all of Destiny? My favorite raid is the best raid, Wrath of the Machine. Um, it'll, it, it's, it's the best. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any outbreak with the catalyst. Yeah, maybe, maybe there are so many really, really good exotics, dude. There are so many really, really good exotics. There is the Xeno. There is the divinity. Some people still run his Anagis. You know, Whisper's not bad. Um, 1k is good in some places. Um, I don't know. Yeah, a team of outbreaks is pretty strong, but do you really need three people all running pulse rivals? If you're thinking champions, right? So Aku de Papa says the thing I'm worried about for the champion mods is cost. What do you think is a fair energy cost to be? Well, we kind of already dealt with this. I do think it should be one or none just because you're already going to be naturally disrupting armor loadouts. Um, You're just naturally going to be. So, I would say one or none, you know. Strongly disagree. I didn't enjoy Wrath at all. Okay, here's how I can win you over to my side, okay? There are value points and quality points in Wrath 
that is absent from every other raid and should be there. Number one, clutchable moments. I mean, really clutchable moments. Number two, rerunning it for currency. Number three, alternate chests for the keys to be used for extra loot drops. Number four, the internal currency being woven to the armor itself. Number five, the actual perks on the armor being relevant to both the raid and outside the raid and being worth using, like the heavy ammo drop rate. Uh, what am I at? Number five, number six. I don't even know what, what quality count I'm at, right? On paper, you want all those quality points to be in other raids. Even if you didn't like Wrath as a raid, right? You should want those quality points to be in other raids. To add replay value, loot quality, loot depth, synergistic perks on the weapons. I didn't even mention that. The synergistic perks on weapons were awesome. You want those quality points to be in other raids. Wrath is the only raid that got all those checkpoints right. Is it too short? Yeah, I think there should be one more boss, right? I think there should be one more boss. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of repeating the same actions and it's a lot of uh, a lot of small, you know, combat spaces. It doesn't have the the epic feeling of a King's Fall or a Leviathan or a Last Wish. But on paper, Wrath has more than other raids, and you want those things to be in other raids. It would make raids better for a loot grind, for a weekly ritual, and for a, uh, a reward. You're talking gear, though? No, I'm not. When I talk about internal currency, and I talk about the, the actual gear value, and I talk about the alternative chest to open, you want to talk about encounters, that gets subjective. Are you going to argue one encounter is better than another? I, you know... The clutchable nature of, of, of the Axis fight, I could argue, makes it a better fight than the Oryx fight, but that's completely subjective. The Oryx fight is incredible, even though it's pure mechanics, and clutching and doing a low man detonation in Oryx is really intense and really fun. So, y- y- you know, and then you had the, uh, also, also, <laughs> I'm not done yet. You had the outbreak mission, incredible, uh, crescendo, really, really cool and mysterious. You had the nano Phoenix ship, really, really low drop rate. Cool. You know, unique vanity item. There were a lot of things in wrath's corner. Even if you don't like the raid, you should be asking for those quality points in other raids. So that's my best argument. I can give you as to why wrath is the best. <laughs> even if you don't like it so um, the thing that I'm worried about with champs is cost fair cost should be yeah we you know, we basically uh, basically already talked about this I just personally I would have thought just make it a dedicated slot on your gauntlets and it doesn't disrupt your build you know that ship doesn't exist open that wound up again you had to mention the ship I mean those of us that were good at Wrath got the ship. I don't know why you didn't get I don't I don't know why you didn't get your ship. I got mine. Maybe you just weren't good enough. I mean it it I don't know. I don't know I don't know what the problem was for you, but for me, I mean I got I got it. <laughs> How do you say a raid is the best when you don't even remember its name? The Wrath of the Machine raid? What are you talking about? Wrath of the Machine? Or are you talking about somebody else? Um <laughs> Frick you, Lono. Uh. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, let's go to the next question. Oops, that's the wrong mouse. 
uh, Shell Francis, I know this is kind of off topic, but how do you think they will implement champions into Vog uh, while still keeping the nostalgia feel? I actually don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. Um, McCluskey says the cost couldn't uh, shouldn't be too harsh since Affinity's been removed. You can squeeze it in. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If it's higher than two, it gets problematic. A one or a two, you could probably squeeze it in. You got to keep in mind that all of your hand cannon loaders just got more expensive if you run standard hand cannon loaders. They all just got more expensive by one because they're getting rid of enhanced. All of the loaders will get the speed of enhanced, but the cost will be about one point higher than normal. So that's going to affect your economic distribution of energy on your loadout. As far as champions in Vogue go, here's my here, here's one of my concerns with with doing that. I don't think that's a brush you can just paint everywhere in the current state of champions, right? In the, in the big conversation we've been having today, the, 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 the overwhelming conclusion we've been coming to is that champions aren't really in the game in a great way right now. They're kind of all over the place. I would kind of want them to figure that out first before slapping champions in Vaults of Glass or any other returning D1 raids. You've got to kind of figure them out first. You've got to kind of solve some of these problems and questions that we're having first. I think that's priority one. You know, priority one is can we get this right and then we can implement it into other places? Because at the present time, I don't know if it's if it's if it's how I how I think it should be in the game. I think there are there are other ways they could do it. I think there are you know, changes to the artifact, take it off the artifact, make them more universal, make them available on more primaries, move them to maybe other, you know, other weapons like secondaries, like like I've said with like, you know, with like snipers and fusions, uh, you know, they did it with swords. Um, I would say do more. I would say do more as far as, uh, as far as how they're being utilized because, and that's why when people hear me say, oh, do more quantity, do more quantity. Let's see more champions in the game. And they're like, Lono, are you crazy? Number Number one, I get that because you're like, Lono, you've not run a Grandmaster. You're insane. That sounds stupid. Um, but I'm also kind of like, you guys have a, like a nugget of an idea right now, and you haven't really, you know, fully, I don't think fully iterated on it. And I think that's one of the problems. We talked about this a lot in Destiny 2 uh, Vanilla Year 1. I said, it's basically a game of concepts. They're all con. Everything was in its conceptual phase. Lost sectors, adventures. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that they did that were just in their conceptual phase. Uh, the forge, the forge in the Curse of Osiris expansion. Uh, Escalation Protocol uh, was still kind of an. Uh, it was. It was almost a concept. It was like do this in the public space for grind, but there really wasn't a grind because of static roles. So. Everything was in its conceptual phase, and I feel like champion mods and champions are still, in, to some degree, in their conceptual phase. We've been kind of, and and Thirty and Still Gaming would love this. Uh, it's one of the things he hits, you know, he hits on is like we're kind of beta testing it. Um, and I don't necessarily think just moving them to armor is the is is the grand um, conclusion and the, and what we really wanted to see change after an entire year of dealing with them. 
I think we wouldn't see more significant movement. Again, the hope would be that it's coming later. They haven't really said. We know that bounties are getting changes later. Adept weapons are coming to strikes at a later time. Those are things that are encouraging to hear. Like there's going to be some quality and some and some improvements in the base game down the road. And if champions are going to continue to be a part of the base game, then I think Bungie's got to do a lot more than just slapping it on a, you know, slapping it on a an armor, you know, an armor slot or something. So, that's plenty of questions. If you're here live right now and you have not clicked subscribe, please do so. We will be streaming the live event this evening and you'll want to be here for that. It's between 7 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. Eastern. Also, I stream every day, Monday through Friday during the day. It's a live-only channel. It's also safe for work. You can subscribe in confidence. You don't got to worry about keeping me on in the background. I'm also not going to overwhelm your sub feed. Uh, hitting the like button is also helpful if you've enjoyed your, your time here today. It helps this video get recommended. Uh, stick around. We are not shutting the stream down. We're going to go to VIP call-ins if there's enough VIPs that want to call in. If you're listening to this recording on a podcast platform or on my YouTube archive channel, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a VIP call-in session that happened after my talk about the champion mod changes. If you are listening to this on the YouTube archive channel or one of the podcast channels, you can find me live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com or bookmark sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com is a great website with all my content, Rageous Roundtable, this content and repeat theater. We have a handful of call-ins already, and we're going to start with Coldheart. Coldheart, our first caller, it says here calling in about champion mods. Two steps forward, one step back. Go ahead and elaborate on that for me. Oh, yeah. The, um... Sorry. (laughs) It's all right. Um, I I think the changes from the the mods are are pretty good and step in the right direction. But but like I said, two steps forward, a step back. And the reason I say that is because champion mods starting to become a very you know important thing for uh, the end game and just trickling down to the um entry point mm-hmm. and the changes that they made now moving it to armor i thought was a, was a really good change looking ahead because um like, like we brought up before it was it switches up your gun mods and it kind of messes you up a little bit in terms of stuff you really want to uh run like um maybe target acquisition backup mag something like that so uh, moving it to armor was i think a really really good idea but the one step back part i'm talking about is we got away from the weapons messing up my weapon mods but now we're messing up my armor mods so and i think armor mods is you know more important in a way at least for the end game certain things i need to have equipped to for to you know perfect my build on armor more so than guns so i'm glad that they are in armor but at the same time i wish they had another slot for champion mods on armor so it doesn't mess up my you know 10 energy build and i can run whatever mod that i want to run run in that slot so i was thinking i'm just going over my head is there a reason why you think they did this because i don't see a reason of why they couldn't just make an extra mod slot that costs no energy for those champion mods so it doesn't hinder my uh 10 energy build yeah, I mean, 
I would say the reason they did this was because they already experimented with it with the, the, the pulse rifle one and that was probably easier than creating a whole new you know slot on weapons and and that's I, I don't necessarily know the if that's I don't that's that's obviously not the greatest of answers but I think more than likely that's where we are uh, is that they they wanted to make it to where it was something they could they could shift and give us a benefit without having to essentially recreate the entire weapons, you know, as far as like the creating another mod slot. I, I remember, I think it was Hamrick, uh, Josh Hamrick, before he left, who said one of the reasons they can't just put elements on guns is because of the way they were originally assigned to mods, which, honestly, that explanation doesn't make any sense to me because you have energy primaries um, that are assigned an element. And um, I think he might have been talking about they can't let you change the element on a gun um, because that was originally how they did it. So it's possible. It's not as simple. It's also possible they're doing some level of a weapons update they haven't talked about. That's probably the least likely explanation. Um, there's also a possibility they want to do a big weapons update in the future and they were in the way champion mods were potentially in the way and it was just easier to slam them over on the weapons because I'm sorry on the armor because you know they're they're attempting to give you more it might be in their mind that like your armor is for your loadout and then your weapons are going to serve other purposes so your your armor is where you put scavenger and finder and uh and loader and now anti-champion i do think that is the bummer is the people that have worked really hard to get their 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 builds exactly where they want them you know they might start feeling like i'm gonna have to disrupt all that just to get anti-barrier and that's where i was kind of driving at that earlier it's like am i really going to want to disrupt my entire armor build for two or three enemies in a strike Uh, and if they're in places like contact public event we're probably going to be able to still just sword them. I, I'm pretty sure you can sword spam them if you get the right roll. You don't need the guillotine. You can just sword light attack spam, and then they're, you're yeah, going to be able to ignore uh, them again. Go ahead. I use the uh, I use the hunter sword because that's just my f- favorite sword. It's the coolest looking one. How the hunter runs and it mm-hmm. works just as good. I mean, it, it does the job in the uh, public event or in the contact public event. So. I'm not too upset about the guillotine nerf because I barely use it anyway. But but let me ask you this: since I mean, creating your character and the type of build is you know hard enough as it is with the different stats. I think I heard somebody in chat, or maybe even you said it earlier, um, about putting those mods, um, barrier mods, in, in ghosts. Like they already revamped the whole ghosts to uh, give them the same energy like they do armor. Mm-hmm. So at least that way we could have you know, our anti-barrier mods not disrupt our armor or weapons. And, you know, it's a little thing we can put on our ghosts. Um, That'll work. I mean, the same thing, like it'll work on exotics, like how it does in armor, but just on the ghosts. Well, and I think that's, that's something that I even said, I was like, man, they might have been able to put it on ghosts. They probably had a different idea for ghosts because they wanted ghosts to have like the four categories, like XP, glimmer, activity and something else but like i whenever whenever they're they're adding something like this i think that's part of the problem is this the game is going to start to feel bloated they've got so many things that you can do now 
it's like we're 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 starting to step on our own toes. Well, I want to do this and I want to do this. I want to make sure I have this load out, especially because I'm going into uh, you know this this content over here. And then you do it, and then you're like, wait a minute, oh, there's champions in here. Well, now I have to make sure I got a slot for champions, and now I got to make sure I got this. It's almost like they're giving us so many choices that. And maybe this is how maybe this is how they envision it. They want it to be a somewhat painful decision. They want you to kind of look at it and say, if I want to interact with champions in this content, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sacrifice something. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to you know take something off that I really really like. The problem with that is is that when you look at your loadout and your stats and your build, that kind of touches on all of your your behavior. You know, all of your combat and champion mods are such a small sliver. You know, and and they are a huge headache in grandmasters but everywhere else it's like dude why on earth am i even going to mess with this why am why on earth am i going to am i going to you know fiddle with this i'll just run past the champions i'm just not, i'm not even going to i'm not going to mess with this this isn't this isn't worth it i think that's where a lot of people are going to land honestly if you're not running grandmasters i think people are going to ignore it yeah yeah pro- probably so you're right um there's one more question for you and then i have to get back to work okay. um the uh now there's nothing worse now this is probably a very niche small group of people that'll complain about this but for me i guess i'm in that group but there's nothing worse than me joining an lfg nightfall and i didn't look up the nightfall i just wanted to jump in to just mess around i get into the strike and there's an anti-barrier champion but then i look at my gun oh crap i have overload I want to know, like, why is Bungie being... I, I know lock loadouts is a thing, and I'm not complaining about lock loadouts, per se. It's just, I think mods should be able to be swapped in and out at, at free will. Because, uh, like I said, if you go with the LFG group, or uh, especially LFG, like, I join so many groups and nobody wants to use a mic. Which, I mean, it sucks, but, okay, I just had to deal with it. But it's even worse when we're not synced up correctly we need an anti-barrier and everybody's running overload and then we just can't complete the nightfall so i think for that reason i mean it would make the nightfall experience a little bit better since you're throwing these champions at us you know if we can swap the champion mods so we can at least finish the strike i don't see a reason why it's locked well and see this is this is one of the things i talked about where i said this is a long time ago i wanted to see the ability to get champion mods get a dedicated slot on weapons and me i should be able to equip two at a time and i should be able to like hold down a button or press something to alt like but just hold down x i guess and then alt and switch it so like on the fly i could say okay there's some anti-barriers in here and the next room's unstoppable or overload or whatever but then i'd have the ability to swap um now this might give some credence to my double primary idea where put all the primaries in the first slot like we did in D1 and then you got all your secondary weapons and your heavy weapons and let us equip two primaries at once and then we can dedicate one of the buttons on the D-pad or something to swap between like a scout rifle and a hand cannon or something um, people might actually take scouts into certain areas then and this would solve the problem that you're talking about I could bring in two primaries I could have two different you know champ mods um, and then that would create that again there's those combat decisions you're making on the fly now you'd probably want to disable the double primary thing in crucible but that would be another way um, to, to do it because it it's almost like they created this cool thing champions and it's got all this potential and it's becoming it's becoming more of a hindrance than than a help you know it's like 
it's like it's like I go into a room when we first moved into our house, right? We didn't really know where we were going to put our furniture, and like I got a really nice couch, and it's just in an awkward spot, and it's just kind of in the way. Well, now that we've kind of put the furniture where we like it, and we got everything sitting how we want, that couch is great, and I kind of feel like that's how it is right now. It's like champions and champion mods are kind of in the way. It's like, can you guys put this in the game in a way so it's not like in the center of the room? It's and and then. It's so easy to just bypass it and ignore it, except for Grandmasters, that I just think a lot of people are going to continue to push it outside the frame and not mess with it. Um, and it's unfortunate, because I think it is a good idea and a good a good way to layer, add a layer to combat, as opposed to just making things harder or stronger. This is a this is a thing that, that I think can could deepen the PvE experience, as opposed to just being a bit of a nuisance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, I was um, I was also thinking too. Um, I know I had to go, but I got a little bit more time. The um, I think they kind of dropped the ball with champions in, in a way, and I'll explain. Champions are pretty cool, and they innovate, you know, the PVE end game, and it trickles down to the uh, lower end too. But I think they should every big expansion they should add a new champion or two. Like it would have been so. Just picking up from your idea with the sniper um champion mod where you know the servitors we have we're going up against in beyond light they have a heavily armored servitors and you take the sniper bust the armor off and then you can finish them like i think that that's an amazing idea and i think they should really dive into more champions as the big dlcs come out so yeah, let's say two this big dlc which queen has two because the, the three we have now i mean besides anti-barrier the other ones are kind of easy even in the end game, as long as you know what you're doing. But if they add more champions, I think that would really do uh, the game really good. Well, and it, this touches on what I was talking about, like giving utility to snipers and giving utility to fusions, and, and what you're saying I think would work well with that. Like you, you create a pain point in the game that solved that solved with the decision that I make, both in my loadout and in the combat itself. Um, I think the problem is now it, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like I'm solving a pain point. It feels like it's either something that's too much trouble, it's not worth the payout, or it's really overrealizing grandmasters, so it becomes like this necessary thorn in the side of the of your of your progression. So I, I love the idea of having other units and things like that, you know, that would be requiring different decisions in your loadout and your combat to make it feel because I, I think that's one thing that people like about dungeons and raids is you do you do things in combat that are abnormal and that's why it feels so fresh and so fun because we're so used to destiny combat it's it's very tried and true at this point you're just it's very it's rote it's rehearsed you can do a lot of it with your eyes closed and yeah. that's one I think go ahead that's a big thing you just said we can do deal with our eyes closed and i've talked to my pvp guys and the reason they say they don't like pve in a way is because it's so easy but i think if you add champions like this you know it switches it up a little bit like it, it would be super cool like the new um i think brig is the new machinery monster we're fighting in uh, beyond light that'd be so cool if that was an, an extra champion that they brought into the game as well as the uh, the height, the harpy with feet looking creature. Like, that'd be cool if that was a champion, too. And I know a lot of people say they want a new race. They want a new enemy to fight. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's hard enough for Bungie to make content as it is. 
But if they release new champions, new looking champions with different mechanics, I think that could be the answer for the new enemies to fight that people are itching for. Well, and I think that's that's why I've always said a new race doesn't change combat enough, and this could. You know, the the scorn didn't change combat that much. And I've even told people, like, if I recorded footage of you fighting the Hive and fighting the Vex and fighting the Fallen, and then I had the technology to, like, remove them from the video footage and just kind of, like, had cameras in the four corners of the room, you'd have a hard time being able to, like, oh, I know who I'm fighting in this footage. No, you wouldn't, because you largely are doing, like, the the, the behavior's identical. It's, it's, you know, headshot the trash ads, bum, you know, gut bust the majors, and then and then wait for the boss to, 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 to dump heavy and dump super. And that's basically it. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've continued to say this is a, this is an underutilized, uh, you know, system that, that I think I've always got, and people get tired of me saying it, but I always go back to the, to the master nightmare hunts because that felt like I was in combat that was new. I'd never done anything like that before in Destiny, and that was my big, that was my big takeaway was that I've actually never done this type of content before, and that's what made it feel fresh. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm gonna let you go alone and get back to the next callers, but I appreciate you letting me uh, call in again. I appreciate Catch you, later. you, brother. Thank you. All right, next caller is my man Gilly in the Mist calling in. Sir, calling in about uh, the Collector's Edition ARG and looking back at other puzzles. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if you followed the puzzle too heavily over the last, uh, you know, the weekend. Um, but I think it was pretty early in the morning Saturday. Uh, I believe a community member, I think his name is No One. Um, he pretty much just kind of dumped two thirds of the puzzle, just completely done. Hmm. Just, he showed up in raid in raid secrets and was like, "Here's two thirds of the lore book decoded." Um, we eventually, uh, I think he eventually explained how he uh, explained and, and wrote code to uh, decipher all the gifts and stitch them together to uh, eventually align them so that you could read the letters one by one in the the. I think five hour long gif. I think that's how long they are. Right. Uh, and I saw that when I, I, I worked night shift. So I saw that when I got on later that night and I was just, I was immediately kind of disappointed. I was like, man, that just kind of sucks all the fun out of it. And it was like, it's just like someone did it for us. It almost, I, I know it wasn't someone from Bungie, but it felt like Bungie just kind of handed it to us after we got it. I was like, great it's just all done and now we don't really get to to work and tinker and come up with ideas right and then i was like even then i was like well i just i didn't really do anything anyways i just i submitted my gift to um you know the google doc and i let the 10 20 some streamers on raid secrets do it and i was like man this seems like just such a waste of bandwidth from bungie like Mm -hmm. i understand like yes we should make puzzles because they are fun but I was like, I was like compared to like corridors of time or um, the one from Black Armory, uh, I was like, man, this really is a waste to give you know only ten people you know kind of the enjoyment of of solving and figuring it out, and even in this case, one person the enjoyment and the thinking and critical analysis of figuring it out, and I was like. 
what happened to stuff like like Wrath, where it was a, a huge community thing, and yeah. it wasn't just a, a data dump of of numbers and compiling and writing code to figure it out, instead of playing the actual game and and using lore and and what we see in game, and it's not about who can just know life it over the weekend, who doesn't have to work, can do. And I was like, man, what happened to the to the excitement people had? Because I think, I think the lore, like the, the puzzle they put in the collector's edition with the the you know, the journal and deciphering the, the Morse code from the the shard. I think that was very good because it was like if I wanted to, I could sit down. I have all the tools I need. I don't need to write code. I don't need to go and communicate with thousands of other people. I don't have to compile, you know, two and a half thousand gifts and all look at them. And stitch them together into, you know, 40, 50 some thousand images. I can just sit down with my lore book and a piece of paper and figure it out. And then it's not even direct Morse code. It's Morse code on a table on the first page. And then you figure this out. And I was like, these are the kind of puzzles I think are acceptable for um, limiting it to the, only the people who buy it, collector's editions. But I think if we're going to expand to a larger section of the community, I think it, it one should be able to be solved by more than people who just know life. It, it it shouldn't be reliable on massive data dumps that just require hours and hours and hours of of compiling and, and code writing and and using skills that aren't involved with playing Destiny. And I don't think they should be limited to people who can you know they shouldn't take you know. 20, 30, 40 hours of compiling by a small team of people while the rest of the community sits and watches and does nothing. I think how Wrath did it, where you're playing in-game and you have to decipher codes. And I also think, um, I think this secretly kind of slid by, but the, um, the puzzle in Outbreak, where you have to uh, align all of the little symbols in that last room, uh, while under pressure of the time and it's three of you right. guys and you all have to do it I think the reward, the, the troll little chip, I think really ruined that but I think those are definitely the kind of puzzles and if they're gonna dedicate, you know, take people off because I'm almost certain they don't have a team all the time for these kind of puzzles because I don't think they make them frequently enough to have a full team I think if you're gonna take time and dedicate some people to doing this you should get the bandwidth of a larger section of the community participating and enjoying it well do you think that was by design though that like all of a sudden it got solved last minute because i think people in chat are good to point out that like that wasn't like bungie giving it to us that was kind of like a guy figured out a shortcut that that led to that happening do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't think that was by design um i think that was just kind of something unlucky that happens occasionally i don't think this has ever happened before where someone was just like here's the answer i did it all um, but I do think that just kind of comes with how these, how some of the recent puzzles have been made. Um, Corridors with Time was made so that you can't brute force it. I mean, and that had its own downfall where it took far too long and too many people. But I think even something like this, where it's just a significant data dump of 40-some thousand images and, and 1,500 individual submissions from different people... I, I I think it's just not the way to do it. I think that just 
It excludes a significant number of people who just don't have the time nor the will to dedicate that much, that much you know, mental process and, and thought towards it. And I also think that it, it excludes, you know, other people who are just like, I can only submit one thing and I'm done. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hear where you're coming from. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. I, I do think there's a couple of things I want to say from a premise standpoint. I think no matter what you do, you're going to exclude people from this type of an activity because either they're not going to have the time or the care or maybe even the awareness of it. They're not going to even understand that it's happening. And and, and personally, I, I think that's just the natural... There, there's, nothing, there's nothing you can actually do about that. I, I think that that is inevitable. And the example I've given is... They have an entire team dedicated to raids, and there are so many people in the community that are never going to touch a raid, they never look in the raid, they never care about the raid. And I think that that's okay. And in this particular scenario, they decided to take something that really appeals to a particular side of the community, a very, very involved puzzle with all sorts of, you know, sort of data entry and, and, and coding required, and they attach it to the collector's edition. Is that a bit of a bummer for people who bought the collector's edition and maybe wanted to be more involved? I honestly don't know. I think I think most of the people that got the collector's edition were probably like, oh, cool, I have a little spaceship that lights up. I know it's a splinter, but whatever. I have a little spaceship that lights up and a flask and a cool lunch bag and like this, you know, this patch and all of that. I, I would say the people that care about that kind of puzzle solving got involved to some degree. And if, if, if if they felt like they couldn't be involved enough or if they wanted to be more involved again I, I would be I would be concerned that like how much involvement can you even have we ran into this criticism during corridors of time uh, we had this you know oh it's not fair we can't be involved all I'm doing is just taking a picture I'm not really involved this is kind of lame and then you also had folks that felt like it was a it was it was a complete and utter waste because we knew we were getting the bastion and then when the bastion showed up it was like well we already knew that was coming and so people criticize it from a variety of angles they criticize it from the fact that they couldn't be involved and people criticize it because the reward was disappointing the way i kind of landed on this scenario and i can even remove my bias i wasn't involved i'm not part of that crew anymore and yet i still think it's fine for them to do something like this that they can they can make something like this for a small subset of the community. It was purely lore based. Um, you know, Greg is saying, I feel bad for the average Joe who buys the collector's edition, who didn't get involved with on Reddit with stuff and doesn't even know the lore exists. Again, I, I would think you're kind of creating a very, very small group of people. They bought the collector's edition. They super, super care about lore and they wish they could have been more involved. Like, Unfortunately, I think that's a pretty small group of people. You got to shrink it down to only people who bought the collector's edition and then only people who are aware of the lore and care about the lore who also would have been willing to be involved if they could. The average Joe Schmo who bought this thing just was happy to get a cool ship in a bag and and and, and a book of, of, of stuff. Like they're, I don't know. I, that's how I land on it. I'm not telling people how to feel about it because I, I understand for some people... It was, it was pretty disappointing. They don't like when they do this kind of stuff. They don't like when they create stuff that appeals to um, that, you know, that small subset. And I 100% understand where you're coming from. I just happen to think that they continue to create this kind of content just like, uh, just like they do with raids because there's a portion of the community that'll do it and enjoy it. And 
we're kind of always I think we're always going to be in this in this uh, in this ballpark we're always going to be in this ballpark where there's just stuff that they create that doesn't appeal to everybody and I think it's to a certain degree it's I believe it's unavoidable um so I, I know that's probably not the the most satisfying answer, but I just I don't think they're always going to be able to create an event that, by its sheer nature, a puzzle solving, coding, algorithm thing. I don't think that that is ever going to land on the, the 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 population at large. And even when they did create one that could land on the population at large you know, people complained about that too. They ended up really, really not liking uh, Corridors of Time because they're like, all I did was take a picture and send it in. I don't even feel like I was involved. And I'm like, how else do you expect thousands upon thousands of people to be involved in an event like this? Because you keep referencing Wrath. I mean, Wrath was solved by Raid Secrets Math Class Reddit, and then we all go put the code in, but that's because we were told how to solve it, you know? Yeah. I understand that, like, you're not going to get everyone to do it. I, I'll agree that that's fine, too. Um, I didn't buy the collector's edition expecting a puzzle. I bought it because the shard looked cool, and mm. I didn't even know there was a lore book. I was like, this just looks cool, and I'm going to set it on my shelf, and it's going to light up. Um, but I do think the amount of time that they dedicate to it is being wasted on one-off puzzles. Um I mean, you can still run Niobe Labs, and you got uh, a cool ghost, and I've I know a lot of people are doing it now. I know a lot of streamers are carrying people because it's pretty complicated. Uh, Outbreak, if it wasn't for such a troll reward, I know a lot more people would be doing it. Um, I know I don't I can't remember from back in the days of Wrath, but I'm going to assume a fair amount of people did it anyways. I think it is a waste of bandwidth to have one shot puzzles and you're like, here's the answer and this is it, especially if it's not in game and there's no significant rewards because i do think these take a significant amount of time right Um, i I, mean the amount of complexity they have is unreal i don't necessarily know if i agree that it takes that it takes a lot of time i don't know if i agree with that one i don't that one that one could be um a a misconception like a team that builds this kind of a puzzle i I, it could be it could legitimately be a pretty small team of people that are able to put something like this together relatively quickly like i don't know if they're like pulling people off of making strikes and be like hey it'd be great it'd be great to to have uh these you know some more strikes but we really we really really want you to uh to work on this puzzle i just I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the same category. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously have to to just maybe agree that we don't know, and it, it could be either way. But I would I would happen to say that, um, you know, I do wonder if they're slowly over time shifting this the, the whatever team they, they allocate to to making these groups. I wonder if they slowly over time limiting the number of people that are doing that because i mean if you think if you look at it now from what the, the amount of effort it took to make the puzzle in wrath the amount like the significant like the large you know the largeness and the complexity of these puzzles i feel has certainly gone down over time going from an additional area and array to now it's some code and some gifts on a website uh, and some Morse code on a a light up box. 
I do feel like it's slowly over time they've made it so that it doesn't require as much bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I am on the total opposite end of the spectrum on this. I thought it was cool the fact that they put Morse code inside of a little, like, you know, collector's item. That's always going to be there. It's always going to do that. That's like a, even if you weren't heavily involved, it's kind of a memory you can have that they did something like that. Um, and I don't know, a handful of people probably worked on it. I would think, and I, I understand people feeling like they got kind of left out, but I, uh, I, I happen to think it was pretty cool. So. It was it was it was cool nonetheless. I will, I always think these things are kind of cool. I always give them props, especially one they make insane puzzles like no other game. You know, I don't know if there's any other games on the planet that that have interactive community puzzles like this. And to integrate it with the lore, also those people are just insane. The amount of research and time they dedicate to it is once again on another level from anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and they didn't have to do it. Like literally, the collector's edition could have showed up with everything we gotten, and nobody would have felt like they got shortchanged. You know, I, I yeah. it was cool. It was cool stuff. So no Fallout seventy six incident here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to Rexus unless you had something else. Nope, that's it. Only all one right. more sleep. And yeah, dude. Tomorrow. All right. Thanks for calling in, dude. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm coming to uh, Rexus. It says here inventory problems. What do you uh, what do you mean by this, sir? Yeah, uh, they still I, I still have not I'm just worried that we've still not heard anything about the collection becoming more useful that what you have uh, advocated for like for ages now that we can just at least save one roll of a gun because I have a clutter of inventory and I am sorry to break that to um, everyone at Bungie and to everyone thinking inventory isn't that much of a problem. I'm pretty sure that many of Destiny's players are collectors. It doesn't... If the gun looks good and has an interesting role, I don't care if I will never use it. I just want the ability to be able to have it if I actually want it at some point. <laughs> well, I don't think any I don't think Bungie's against what you're saying because they added the collections yeah. as a feature. It's a matter of evolving it's, it's not doing it. Anything. It it is and it isn't. I understand where you're coming from. It is solving something and it is not uh uh solving something. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I do think they're, they are trying to give you a solution. It just need. I agree. It needs evolved. Um, cause I, I still got a whole vault full of weapons, right? Apparently one of the community managers tweeted, what time should I sign in for the end of the event? This is a small event, a moment for you to spend some time with friends as the season comes to a close. The key times in the PlayStation report last week, download your patch at 4 p.m., jump in before 6.50 p.m. Pacific. So yeah, it's it's in the window that we, uh, we kind of already predicted. Yeah, I, I, I almost got worried when you said, like, oh, maybe they postponed it, but that would be weird. I, please not. Please don't. Or rather, prepone it. But please don't. I was, I was like, in the middle of the last forge. If you shut down the service now, I'm going to be so mad. 
Well, and I mean, I I thought it was pretty obvious even when they said, you know, you won't be able to log in for 10 minutes. Like it's going to you're going to want to be in before that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. well, to your, to what you're calling in about, I again, I, I you are right. People are collectors. People are collectors, and I think the game's evolving alongside of the collector feature. You know what I'm saying? Like they're adding uh, you know, pursuit weapons. They're adding adept weapons. They're adding uh, new the systems to the armor. And all while doing that, they added a collection system. So, like, I, I think they just have to figure out how collections work and interact with random rolls. Yeah, that might be very true. They just need to work on it properly. But I'm, I'm just still a little worried that they didn't say anything and we're getting new weapons again. And the vault is likely not going to increase in size this time. Yeah, they've said nothing about vault increase, so I don't think that's yeah. happening. Yeah. So I'm gonna be running tight again, very likely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've never had trouble with this because I just naturally enjoy. I just start pruning stuff. You know what I mean? Somebody wants me to go pick up the priningram. It's driving me nuts. Sorry. I just naturally start pruning. I'm like, dude, let's just let's just start deleting stuff. You know, I, I've I've always I've always felt that way. Um, oh, I have the shell and the emblem and then the freeze tag. Sorry, that's not actually uh, engrams. There you go. There, I did it. Are you happy, Dad? Um. I got it. There. And I even have the emblem on now. So, yeah, I, I've always kind of enjoyed just just starting to clear out my vault. Um, I've always I've always enjoyed doing that. And I, and I know that for people that are like collectors, they don't like that feeling. Uh, but I don't know. I <laughs> I get down with it for some reason. It just feels fresh. It feels it feels nice um, to. Go ahead. Uh, I agree that for, for some it feels nice. For me, it also feels nice on a sl- on a lower level. Like slowly, when the new season starts and I find a new wep- I find a new set of weapons that I particularly enjoy, like um, getting my inventory um, switched up, having uh, having just all different weapons suddenly in my uh, <clears throat> from before in my inventory, with a few things that always stay. Sadly, though. <laughs> No, right yeah and and i think that's and i think going. that's where there's there's differences in the player base and that's why i think collections could land as a really really good solution um because it right now doesn't feel like a solution it's just kind of a, it's just kind of like a container you know yeah it doesn't do a lot it's 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 just you can pull out year one stuff but that's it that's it and there's well, you can do nothing yeah. else with it well, and that it's it's one of those things where like it's nice sometimes because you're like, oh, I could use this this year one weapon or whatever. But again, outside of that, it's just like it's just you kind of just go and look at it. It's like almost like it's almost like an encyclopedia of everything you've done and grabbed more than it's actually like a, it's not a tool. It's more of a scrapbook than a tool. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So. Uh got anything else or was that you just you just want to complain about that (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> to be honest, sometimes I call in just for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not alone. You're not to alone. Be, to be to be fair, not just because I feel like I want this to be heard from myself, because I feel like I'm not the only one who feels that way, and people. I hope that the people that um, actually feel that way are happy that they um, hear their own thoughts spoken out sometimes right right and i need to do a quick shout out to uh, han brolo um how do i c contact this properly without cursing uh you can do it without, you can i believe maybe... <laughs> you can do it without cursing i believe in you i'm just okay i'm just uh going in very calm i did it dude you told me it's not possible it's barely possible I did it. I got the ship within two days. Oh, the, for the forge grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that didn't hear your mic check. He was doing the black 34. armory forge grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 34 frames within two days. I did it. <laughs> I don't think I, I could have done that. I did it by accident <laughs> during that season. I was making so many. I was making no, 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 so no. many of the forge thing, of the guns. You do not wish you did that. You do not wish you did that. <laughs> Why not? Because it is really, honestly, not fun if you manage to build one weapon within two forge runs, but you need the third forge run to buy the next frame. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Like, that, that is, that is it, one time, it's like, yeah, that is not so well thought out. Second time, yeah, this is getting a little annoying. Tenth time... By the night circles, please make it stop. Please give me instead of this dumb ghost shell that I get every time, every single time I complete it, I get this ghost shell that does nothing. Please instead just give me one more of those modulus reports. One more per run. Then I can just keep running and running and running and not just run it just for no reason at all and then go back to Anna to Ada one again. Yeah. Ah. You're highlighting something that we memed on because it was like, it was such a good grind, but especially for, for console players, constantly having to go back to the tower to see Ada. We were like, Ada needs to see you. It was like a meme. Like, you need to go see Ada for, for virtually everything. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it was almost a perfect grind. Almost. <laughs> we're so close. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then just quickly, You're one right. last thing. I'm okay. looking forward to the raid. I'm looking forward to the raid so much. Well, I think I think raiders are looking forward to the raid because we we only get them annually now. So uh, I think you're in. But I think you're in I'm, good company. I'm not just a raider. Like I enjoy, I'm looking forward to the story of the raid. Ah, I've been waiting for some. I've been waiting to visit Europa since we finished Kate's mission. Since we finished the Ace of Spades mission. I was waiting for this so long. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while, and uh, I hope they do more with the raid than just something in the expansion. I am hoping they consider something, yeah. you know, as a as a an evolution or an expansion or something with it, I, I think could be really, really good. Um, I just, I, I think that's the only problem with raids right now if you if you solve the loot problem, that's the other major problem. Is that after after a month or so, people are kind of like, eh, "I'm done," uh, and it'd be really really nice to to not have that be such a limited relevancy window. 
yeah they'll have to they'll have to um take a look at that as well definitely yeah. so all right we are uh we're like 42 minutes in so i'm gonna move on unless you had something else yep no that's fine okay thanks for calling thanks in rex for, it's good hearing from thanks you thanks for having me as usual all right, we're going to Shell Francis wanting to call in about, he says, other D1 raids that might be added. What are you thinking here as far as a topic? Yeah, well, first I feel bad for Rex. You're quiet again. Okay. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Fran- Shell Francis was online, <laughs> online school, and is totally playing virtual hooky by being here and talking and listening. So go ahead, sir. Uh, first, I feel bad for Rexus after doing the frames because I could barely do 10. I didn't even do 10. Oh my gosh, you're still so boring. quiet, homie. What did you do earlier to make yourself louder? I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Everyone on YouTube is saying rip. I guess YouTube's having an issue too. Yeah, I had your stream up to watch it. And it just turned off. People are saying just to refresh, so it's probably just fine. Just a blip on YouTube. But, yeah, I couldn't what... even do 10 frames without... I didn't even do 10 frames. That's how boring they are. Alright, hang on a second. I have to gut the music and boost OBS because you're so quiet. Alright, oh say God. something now. <laughs> Is this better? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. All right, all right. What do you? What do you, you're? You're calling in to save this recording. You're calling in about raids that might be added from D1. So go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to hear what you had to say. If they're gonna add more raids than both the glass, like throughout all the DLCs, or if they're just adding both the glass. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna refix the audio and then answer you. At this point. I don't know how they bring back Vault of Glass and say they're bringing back Greatest Hits and at least not bring back King's Fall. And I also think it'd be really weird to not bring back Wrath of the Machine because it kind of hit its peak. And also, I really think that people, they look to Wrath as sort of the precursor. uh, It's kind of the precursor um, to Age of Triumph. Age of Triumph is like the golden era of Destiny 1, especially for raiders. It was the golden era for raiding. And rather, the machine, in many people's minds, was the precursor to that. Uh, so it would be weird for them to be like, yeah, greatest hits. My thought is, you do Vogue this year, you do King's Fall next year, because that'd be a great time to bring it back. You could, you could do stuff with the, the Dreadnought. You could do stuff with Witch Queen. And then Lightfall, maybe bring back Wrath of the Machine. I, Crota may get passed over. They could do Crota as a dungeon, maybe. Uh, a weapon dungeon. They could throw maybe something that was famous from that time in uh, in there. Um, that's, that's another possibility. That's where I land on it, is since we're getting Vogue as a greatest hit, I feel like King's Fall is almost a guarantee and then after that, I feel like Wrath would be sort of the next sort of... Yeah, you kind of have to bring that back one, that, that one back too. And then Crota, you know, at that point, you would do Crota maybe as a dungeon. Um, and according to Wish You Luck, he stopped by the stream the other day because he couldn't make the Rage's Roundtable. He said that they're really going to try to use nostalgia over the next couple of years to continue to get people to dive back in and play. So I would think that's probably going to be um, a likely... 
a likely outcome then if, if if wish's prediction is to be believed then there is there you know there's probably something going on with with each and every one of the raids that that would be my prediction um with respect to your, you know your question how they would do it so you think they're just gonna remaster the raids and put them in destiny or like change the story to fit with destiny so for the people that are struggling to hear him asking if they're just gonna remaster the raids um I, th- I kind of think you have to do something to them uh, as opposed to just being like, yeah, here's the raid again. Number one, uh, remixes on the weapons could be cool. You know, they would be similar, but not exactly the same. Um, you could do something. <clears throat> you could do something with, you know, changing the encounters a little bit, uh, you know, throwing us some curveballs. If, if I really don't want it to be like, yeah, there's some champions in there now. It's it's weird because there's going to be people that want the raid to be almost identical and people that don't and all along in between. <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm probably on team in between. I don't want it to be one-to-one, but I also don't want it to be a completely new raid. That kind of defeats the purpose of bringing them back. You know, somewhere in the middle some iteration on the encounters, throw us a couple curveballs mechanically, and then have the loot be complete. I think the loot needs to be completely updated with respect to like, not appearance, but at least what they do and the, in the perks and things they offer as a, uh, I'd call it like a remix, you know, like a fate bringer remix is kind of what I'm looking for. I don't want a, uh, identical, uh, I don't want an identical fate bringer to what I had in the past. I don't think that would be as exciting. Um, so, that's where that's where I would land on it. Okay. Well, so. That's, that's it. Okay. Thanks for calling in, homie. Just uh, in the in the interim, maybe check your Windows volume settings. It sounds like maybe Windows has turned your mic down for some reason. Uh, that because in Discord I can only boost you so much. All right, Rain the Dark is next. Rain the Dark says he wants to call in about stasis and how it'll affect raids. What are you thinking here? Uh, does my mic work? Am I doing you're, good? You're totally good. Alrighty, sounds good. Um, my my concern is as as a Titan main, been a long time player since D1 beta, played every single raid, uh, you name it, I've done it. So my my concern with as the Behemoth, because that's looking so fun for what I want to do, I'm concerned that it's gonna just end up as everybody else I'm hearing is saying is gonna end up just as a striker 2.0. Uh, in raids, you don't really tend to have a lot of crowd control uh, in terms of supers. You mostly just stick with Well of Radiance and Bubble, right? So yep. in raids, I don't want to just be delegated to being a Bubble main all the time. Yeah, that's my favorite subclass right now, but that's because I've been a you know a Titan main for so long. And seeing Behemoth, I'm like, I cannot wait to finally harness the darkness freeze everything and shatter and spread it out so the crowd control is just maximized and and just efficient as can be and my concern is if there isn't any stasis weapons to go along with that then really what's the point of min maxing and and i guess perfecting your aspects and fragments in your stasis subclass you know what i mean yeah, th- this is a question that I always have when I see a roaming ad clearing super. I have a uh, talk planned, and I'm hoping I don't have to make this talk, but I f- I'm worried I will. The name of the talk is Roaming Super Suck. And basically, 
I'm concerned that we're going to get a month in and I'm going to be able to make that video and be like, yep, roaming supers suck. In in endgame PvE, they serve basically no purpose. Now, we may get pushback and people like, roaming supers aren't really meant for endgame. They're meant for getting kills in the Crucible and more meat and potatoes mid lane content. They're more for the fun and obviously they're, they're good in Crucible in the right hands. And I would say, okay, that's fine. You know, that I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that philosophy, but I'm also kind of like, isn't there a way to do something like you sort of do with Celestial? Like, this is where I think they need to consider, and he talked about this when he did his interview. Luke Smith was like, a lot of the supers are very, you know, kind of homogenized right now, and because of that you know you're 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 always having this feeling of there's not a whole lot of differences uh you know between the supers a, a, a roaming super is almost as good as the next roaming super mm-hmm. you you know you, you throw eight hammers at a at a major and they just kind of stand there and look at you uh mm-hmm. and so i there's a handful of things I would think here that might help. Number one, both exotic primaries and roaming supers should maybe just get a buff in certain mm-hmm. content. Like maybe Bungie should just say, "Hey, we anytime we're rename contest modifier." Okay, contest modifier should be its own thing for day one raid races. Let's call contest modifier challenge mode modifier. And when challenge mode modifier is on, it does the delta thing, but it also creates other exciting things for your guardians loadout exotic primaries should get a buff against trash ads roaming supers should get a significant buff against trash ads so they scale into the end game because they presently don't do that they don't they don't scale into the end game because people are like oh this is so great champion mods i'll be able to run an exotic I mean, exotics generally kill trash ads at the exact same efficiency of a really, really good legendary. So generally, that's what you're using them for. And so that's what I would do. And that's a really unique and odd, you know, solution. But in my mind, the only way you get a roaming super and and an exotic primary to scale properly into the end game is by buffing them when you go there. Outside of that, I think roaming supers and exotic primaries are going to continue to fall off the table. because they don't keep up with what's required. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I actually wanted to respond to a creature who posted in the Discord. Uh, they say, then just rebel, man. I do. I'm a warlock main and I never run well. Well, the thing, the issue with that is, yeah, you can rebel and do your own thing. But if I'm hurting the efficacy of my team, mm-hmm. then I can't, I can't do that. You know, my team, you know, I'm not going to call myself the biggest and best raider of all time. I'm not like, you know, redeem, error, glad, sweat. I'm I'm none of those guys. I go in and I raid. I want to do my job and I want to do it well. Yeah, I could run stasis in a raid, but if I'm harming my team's run, then what's the point? I don't want to make my friends frustrated. I don't want to get them upset. I just want to have a good fun time going in, getting loot, killing me the boss or solving the puzzle or whatever so yeah i could rebel but that's not that's not solving the issue that uh roaming supers are not strong enough both against majors or ads or even just reliable damage at all and stasis being you know a new super you know in in being a new element you know i don't think we've heard anything about there being actual stasis weapons except for that like one grenade launcher i hope that there's actual stasis legendaries or i'm gonna be really ticked I, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm gonna be really disappointed if if there aren't stasis legendary weapons. Um, I don't know if we have any confirmation on that, but um, 
No, Re rebelling doesn't really solve the issue that roaming supers have, and potentially what stasis has. So I wanted to, I wanted to um, fight back on that a little bit. Well, and I remember running reckoning with a guy who was being silly, but it actually got to a point that was frustrating. He was running yep. a bubble titan on reckoning. I'm like, why? Stop! I remember it's not, that. I was like, it's it's not your. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you you're a detriment to the team right now. Like we're just trying to play and be efficient and you're literally running a super that is, is unhelpful. And I think that th this is how I would also approach this maybe from a super design standpoint. Let's not, let's not actually create the content modifiers so that the supers matter. Why not give roaming supers two two options? There's the roaming version and then give it the one-off version. So, a great example would be the one that you've you've come up with, the the Titan Slam. I can do I can make it a roaming super, or give me um give me the one off and call it like Glacial Slam, and I can slam, and it creates that 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 ice that goes out, and it creates this giant glacial spike that comes up and does a bunch of damage to the boss, and maybe puts a little bit of a debuff on him for a little bit. I so would now, main that. I'm just saying that sounds like absolutely beautiful. I would main that. <laughs> right, and I, th the reason I have this idea is I came up with this um, for uh, Dawnblade. A one-off version of Dawnblade is that you literally throw a giant sword, it penetrates uh, the boss, and then can become a point of increased damage if you, you know, shoot the sword wherever it is. You could do something with Code of the Missile, where you fly, and when you hit the boss, it puts like this arc conductor on him, and then they take increased damage for a time if you shoot the shoot the point of conduction. So again, you could create one-off versions of a roaming super that have their purpose, and then you would do. I, I'm sorry, the roaming versions, and then you would do the one-off version that has purpose and like think Celestia Nighthawk like you know the, the golden gun has purpose in some places in crucible but then all of a sudden celestial gives it a great great dps purpose uh in pve and so that's another idea that could maybe help pull roaming supers out of the trash can mm -hmm. i still think they just need help in general with how strong they are they feel mega mega weak unless i'm in like the public space or a lost sector I absolutely agree. And and it sucks that in Destiny we have to kind of build the game, the PvE, like, you know, the meat of the of the apple, you know, around the the skin of like, you know, Crucible. I'm I'm of the unpopular opinion. Yeah, Crucible is fun for like two matches, but at this point I'm kind of like just remove it from the game. I'm so I'm just I'm drained with it. It 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 prevents these this build diversity um and potential for you know new and wild ideas that you're bringing up with we have to make sure we rein everything in so the crucible players don't get upset i'm sorry this is a pve centered game if you want balanced pvp go play halo 3 on pc like i i, I don't have any sympathy i'm sorry like, you know, and then Creature was saying, uh, if you're dependent on a build to get through, you shouldn't get through. That's how raids have been throughout the entirety of, of Destiny, really. You ha you rely on a specific strat and specific build set to be the most efficient through a raid. You know, um, it, it shouldn't be that way. I don't agree with that mindset. I'd rather have more variation, but, you know, I would, I would rather, um, I would rather see, you know, some change. And telling me to chill. like i am chill i'm just talking about what i feel is where the game should be shell i'm i'm pretty chill dude <laughs> well and here's the thing i i do think for the people that want like a super balanced crucible this is kind of what i've continued to say 
how much confidence do you have that they're ever going to get there? They haven't gotten there in five or six years. Like the space magic is always kind of rearing its head. It rears its it rears its head in an exotic, you know, one-eyed mask, Antius mm-hmm. Wards. Uh, it rears its head in weapon design, Recluse, Mountaintop, um, Luna's in the Not Forgotten. You know, th- there's all kind of imbalances that rear their head in this game, and it has always kind of reared its head. So you you kind of have to accept that. Uh, it's kind of like accepting a game, you know, warts and all. That's the warts, you know, that you, if you're accepting Destiny. And, and, you know, into the second part of what you were saying, I don't necessarily think endgame PvE can be simplified down to, well, if you have to run that loadout, you know, then, you know, you're a weak player or whatever. I, I don't necessarily think that is a... That's an outlook that is an answer to the to the problem you're enumerating. Um, no, I agree. I, I was saying that, like, I don't agree with that mindset. It's just that's how the raids have always been. I'd like that to be changed. I would like to see more variation and and widespread build. That's why I was calling in about, you know, I'm worried about stasis because I want there to be more variety in endgame. I don't want to have to rely on on um you know falling guillotine or 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 bubble or you know, well or anything like that. And and if anything, well should be removed from the game just because of how busted it is, you know. And then bubble definitely needs to be tuned. It needs it needs something to be changed because I don't want that to be the end all be all um thing. You know, it's just frustrating, you know. If they I'd well like if they wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have brought back the Titan bubble, it'd be a lot easier to say, mm-hmm. let's get rid of Well of Radiance. I, I um, agree. It's harder to make that argument because they brought that bubble. And I knew you weren't saying that about about uh, you know about raids and, and endgame or whatever. And I think even in the interview where Luke Smith was talking about the supers being pretty homogenized and very samey and wanting to add some differences and give us build options and things, I think they want to do that. This is why I've always said that you know they're, they're, you need to add those layers to the combat instead of just making everything really really hard. Because when everything's really really hard and everything's really really strong, you're going to lean towards two roads. You're either going to lean towards survival or tons of damage. There's not a lot of in between. There's not a lot of utility ground on the in the middle. Um, and so you end up with either running something that helps with damage or survival, or if you're well of radiance, you get to do literally everything. And so that's one of the reasons why whenever they're trying to add something like stasis and everyone's like really excited and people are like, oh, you know, new subclasses, it makes all the content feel like new content. I'm like, no, not really. It's a different effect. But generally speaking, if I don't get that end game build diversity and that end game build depth and combat diversity, you're going to just have another roaming super that I ignore because it feels like a piece of trash, you know, like I understand saying you can, it, I understand somebody saying like, Oh, you should be able to use any of the loadouts in game. You shouldn't have to, you know, stop crutching well or stop crutching bubble. You can say that that's great. And that's fine. That's dandy. But if I'm a God killer and I pop a super where I'm, I'm manifesting swords or hammers out of thin air, I kind of feel like that should be a pretty dope moment in the game, and it doesn't feel dope or effective right now in a lot of the mm-hmm. endgame uh, structures, just because everything takes too long to kill with those particular supers. Um, and that's that's not me saying you better run Well of Radiance. Um, you know, you better run you better run that or else. It's like, why would I run anything else? It doesn't actually solve a problem that my weapons and grenades don't solve for me. If I I'm killing enemies faster usually with my weapons than a roaming super in the in the endgame. It just doesn't make it doesn't make much sense to to pop it a lot of the times. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And the people responding about Crucible, yeah, I know that it's a core part of the game, and I feel that if they're not going to remove, which I know they're not, I'm mostly just speaking from frustration about the PvE side. So maybe that was a little bit of a strong opinion to say. I don't like PvP. I'll have fun in there a couple of times. You know, PvP ain't the, the end-all, be-all, worst thing imaginable, but there needs to be changes where PvP balance and PvE balance needs to be separate. It just has to happen. If, if, if PvE is going to be limited by PvP, there needs to be a separate sandbox at the very, at the very minimum. I know that it won't happen lightly, but it, it needs to. It really, it needs to. At some point down the line, especially if they do decide to make a D3 within, what, four or five years? If they ever decide to like just refresh the game, I really feel that eventually they should. And I know that I'm not a game dev, so, you know, of course, I understand, you know, they, they need to take their time. I want them to get it right, because I love Destiny. I, I, love, I love this game. I've been playing for such a long time. Um... And I just, I just want to see this game go into a healthy direction. And if, if PvP is going to limit PvE, I feel that there does need to be a change to how they, they their mindset is on on sandbox and sandbox diversity. You know, if you know, this is one of the reasons I harp on the champion thing so much because that's adding layers to PvE combat that has no effect on the Crucible. <clears throat> and you could start to do perks and weapon rolls and weapons themselves that in essence you would get what you want a split sandbox where there's champion mods and champion mod perks or maybe not even champion mod perks just like utility perks that land in the in the, in the PVE combat as you evolve it and it, it doesn't do anything to Crucible because mm-hmm. Crucible is just always going to have a natural ceiling of time to kill that you're not allowed to break those rules or you're going to destroy it so that's always going to keep you know damage and reload focused builds and focused rolls and guns and things like that, they're always going to be in kind of a, a, a narrow corridor and so PvE I think can flourish without a split sandbox and PvE can flourish without getting rid of the Crucible. I think they just need to continue to focus on status effects like uh, damage over time burns and mm-hmm. you know uh, elemental effects that can't proc in Crucible because maybe they require you to do things that aren't really possible in Crucible and then again there's the champion mods when you add those layers to combat you don't have to worry about that disrupting Crucible I can get an amazing auto rifle or a hand cannon that does all these really dope things in PVE and they never proc they never show up in Crucible in any in any mm-hmm. way and then that in essence brings your split sandbox I, I I would I would be happy with that. It's just like a like if they're not able to fully separate the sandbox, which I know is a very daunting task considering the spaghetti code that is the Tiger Engine. And I'm not a game developer, so yeah, I could say what I want and what they should do, but I don't know how that would work. You know, I'm just it's just wishful thinking. So if 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 they're able instead of like di- you know diverting the actual sandbox to make it balance separately, if they're not able to technically technologically do that i want what you were just describing about um you know weapon weapon perks and and weapon um i guess archetypes or whatever that benefit pve really only you know like status effects and elemental you know effects that do you know more things in pve that don't affect pvp you know i know a lot of people love pvp you know i don't i don't want them to um to to ruin that but i don't feel in my mind that designing the game around pvp is the smart move i want pvp to be treated right if, if it's gonna stay 
but I don't want it to be the the focal point of Destiny because Destiny at its core is is a more PVE centric game. You know, uh, I know Trials of Osiris is there. I know that a lot of YouTubers really like you know PVP content, whether they're just you know joking around and trying a joke build or they're reviewing a weapon, so on and so forth. You know, you know sweats. You know, you got like YouTubers like you know Lumi or mtashed or all, all the pvp dudes that you know are doing their thing and having a good time with it but you know i know that they're kind of like a minority within that group but i know that they are represented so i want them to have fun but i also have an issue with pvp limiting pve and and vice versa well and they can adjust weapons they they can do split sandbox changes but it's a pain in the butt like yeah they have to go in and make the enemies weaker to that weapon is essentially how they do it. So they, yeah, they, they tell you that a weapon's getting increased damage in PvE. They actually do it at the enemy mm-hmm. level. So they could tomorrow say, hey, all hand cannons will one-shot any red bar regardless of where you are. You just shoot the red bar in the foot. And that's them going in and saying the all these enemies will be weaker to hand cannon gunfire. And then it doesn't affect Crucible. It's, a, it, it's just a super, super... Uh, backwards way of doing it, which is why they don't do it all that often. Um, so I, I've not seen personally a ton of changes to weapons in the course of Destiny Two that have been changed because of PvP, with the exception of when they hurt aim assist on the uh, the sleeper. They hurt sleepers reflection damage because of a particular boss encounter. They nerfed Izanagi. They nerfed Whisper. Um, they nerfed bo- well, box breathing got nerfed because of PvP. Um, so in, in, in that regard, I, I, I do think they, we might be overstating a little bit how much PVP has hurt PVE. Now we could say it's holding it back. They could have really Mm -hmm. crazy bombastic, crazy, wild, really strong, awesome weapons. But Mm -hmm. if they create that weapon, it becomes a nightmare of balance and crucible, but those are all unknowns. I mean, we, we, we can't substantiate that unless Bungie themselves came out and said, yeah, we have a mountain of amazing weapon concept ideas and primary concept ideas that we can't do because they would become too unwieldy, uh, in the, uh, uh, in the crucible, you know, Mm -hmm. I I agree. You know, I don't want to take too much of the time. I know I'm. I am not the popular opinion within this chat. They they are not liking my opinion. That's okay, you know. Ever you know, I don't ever want people to to ever feel like, you know, uh they don't matter because I saw a light leap saying, you know, people are like the PvP players, F you, you shouldn't effing matter. I don't agree with that mentality. I do feel that PvP hinders the game in a lot of ways, but I don't I want the PvP crowd to feel that they are getting what they want better maps better balancing you know cool exotics that you know are cool for builds like last word's freaking sick you're gonna tell me that last word isn't a cool gun you're literally a space cowboy you know what i mean i I want i want pvp if it if it is going to say if if it is going to stay to get treatment that you know needs to you know needs you know but i also don't want it to hinder the pve experience you know there needs to be they need to meet i feel you know, I don't want PvE to hinder PvP and vice versa. You know what I mean? We can disagree. Yeah, EGI is right. We can absolutely disagree. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with with PvP being the focus of the game. That's just a stark I disagree with that. But you know, I, I want the PvP crowd to at least get some modicum of, of of respect, you know. I don't hate the PvP community. I don't hate anybody who enjoys PvP. 
and I'm sorry if it comes across that way, you know, but I just, I, I very much feel um, that PVP kind of um, has been limiting and holding back PVE in a lot of ways, and I'd like to see that change, especially for raid weapons, too. You know, I, I want to see cooler raid weapons. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the main, I think, vacancies in PVE right now. So I am mm-hmm. going to move on to the next caller. Sounds Thanks for good. calling in, Rain. Appreciate you, dude. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. We're going to let this guy, you know, he's asking for special treatment today, lightly coming in mega late, missing, you know, missing mic checks. And he wants to call in about surprises in Beyond Light. So what, what do you, what do you, what do you got here, dude? You got to oh. mute me? Oh, now, now. I unmuted oh. you. Pay attention. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay, good. Well, first of all, herzlichen Glückwunsch, which means... No, I'm not yelling at you. It means happy birthday oh, <laughs> in I German. Thought, I thought you were angry. Oh, sorry. Do you Ooh. want me to sing in German? It's not beautiful. I wouldn't advise it. No, let's let's <laughs> let's keep that out of the content, please. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe account would vanish. Yeah. Um, so, well, I know I said I wanted to talk about something else, but I got to respond to Rain in the Dark. I, I, it's it's always, I don't know. It's why I was said that. It's because it always sounds to me like the PVE play or main PVE players are so sure that the game would be a thousand times better without PVP. We don't know that. We don't know what kind of decisions they would make. We still don't know. A lot of the guns that have been nerfed have not only been nerfed because of PVP. For example, Recluse, right? They still yeah. try to keep some balance in PVE that has nothing to do with PVP. And part of the appeal of Destiny is. Because I remember when I played Division and, and I didn't play Destiny yet, and everybody was saying how great it is that uh, they have both and uh, that it's separated in a way that um, everybody who wants to play has to play, right? Because Division had this big discussion about um, PvPVE areas, right? Where people were just hunted that didn't even want to play PvP. And, like, I understand that you want to have fun in PvE, but... It's, it's to me such a hypothetical discussion that it clu- excludes a lot of players who, who love this part of Destiny, that it offers both. And uh, I don't think always putting the blame on PvP players or making it sound like the game would be so much better off without uh, the game mode and the and the um, the players mm-hmm. who b- brings with it is, is, in my opinion, just, yeah, it just sounds uh, dismissive. Like, like, we're not part of Destiny. We're also part of Destiny where we, we want to have fun in PvE, we realize that it's, I think, when I say we, I, I think most like reasonable PvP players realize that it's not the major focus of the game, but it's still like something that we're, I mean, they brought Trials back, right? So after a year of hiatus, which saw a lot of exodus, they still decided, no, we still want to focus on the game. So I think it's like hypothetical. And that's why, um, and yeah, and I don't don't agree that it's so objectively obvious that um, the game would be better without PvP. I don't know if you want to respond to that before I move on. <laughs> I, I actually thought of something while you were saying that, because I said that, you know, if PvP didn't exist, there is a possibility that they could create really crazy and wild weapons that they, they stay away from because of Crucible. But I actually think I'm wrong, and there's a real simple reason, and, and we could actually maybe even say we have concrete information as to why I'm wrong their language about sunsetting and endless viability is the main cause for samey, homogenized, somewhat boring weapons. I mean, they cited that as the main reason they've been very right. careful and safe with weapons. And that that seemed to be the main cause. Now, now, 
granted that premise in a sunsetting environment I would hope they do get a little wild and crazy with the PvE weapons and if they don't it, we might have to conclude that yeah, maybe PvP is holding them back. Maybe they are scared to make the weapons really cool. But I would continue to say Crucible is is in a box with a ceiling. You can only do so much to the weapons to make them shoot so fast, reload so fast, and their TTK, all of that has to be boxed in or you'll destroy it. Given that reality, weapons in PvE should strive to do so much more than just kill stuff quickly. Like, that's why utility and effects and and champion mods that's where they need to lean to give weapons more of a more of a power identity in the PvE side cuz i mean what what do they what do they what what do you expect them to do right those of you that like all oh, if, if crucible wasn't here we'd be so much you know we'd be so much better off it's like well with what though they they've only exactly. ever made weapons that kill stuff fast where you kill stuff fa- even faster like and they've even said Endless viability is why they stayed in a very safe lane and getting rid of endless viability. They're hoping to break those barriers. We're going to have to wait and see how they do it because honestly, that's where I'm curious. What are you going to do with upper hierarchy weaponry and PVE? You know, because yeah, so it's, it's, it's always been a bit bland. I think what adept weapons are showing that they're trying to go in the in the mod direction, right? and raid mods things that are active in pve and maybe not in pvp right mods that mm. that maybe impact mm. guardians that's i think why they chose so much going in about mods and also with the raid mods they announced right mm. um yeah because it's only it's only active in that environment that harkens back right. to D- d1 where i said just start creating more of these these perks that say against minions of the darkness like just make more of those like that you know creates a chain explosion kill against minions of the darkness like you can't can you not do that is that not possible can you not do that can you you did it in D1 you know go let's go let's go back to that yeah and i think people don't realize that they 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 do much more separately than we give them credit for right i mean shadow keep showed that they were able to adjust all the crit modifiers on pv enemies without impacting ttk in pvp at all right i I do so hang on i want to push back a little bit too we need to be balanced here i think stephanie's good to point out that there has been a lot of tuning and balancing to supers and a lot of the roaming supers have been chopped down a bit because of crucible um so there is a limiting effect that Crucible is having that we need to make sure and acknowledge. I do think maybe that is another realm where, yeah, supers could maybe get a little bit more wild and crazy uh, if they didn't have to consider balance. That I, I do think that's part of the discussion. I think that's good input. Right, but I think mostly you could you could do that. You could do that, but they they just failed to do it so far, right? For example, Nova Warp was just always bad at PvE, even before the nerf. I don't think anybody seriously used it. Roaming supers in general just need more applicability in, in PV, P, PvE. And if they would transform them to damage supers or something, I don't think anybody would mind in PvP. Like, actually, P- player PvP players don't like the roaming supers either. <laughs> they would mostly say that, yeah, uh, that's like they're too long or they're too strong in general. So maybe they could do something else with it. And, uh, um, but yeah, that's true. But again, I think... I don't know. It's a it's a mixed game. You just have to accept it for what it is, right? Wishing it was something else. Um, yeah, you'd be like me, who for the last discussions all the time wished it was something else. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, go moving on. I just wanted to end on like a, a like it's the night before Beyond Light, so 
um, we all know what, all what we're gonna know. What are what are your final hopes for the DLC? What are, what are, what do you think? What are you some surprises maybe hope for? What's what's the thing you look most forward to? The least forward? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for two things that they haven't really outlined or put any meat on the bones is a good content loop on Europa because we have no idea if if and what the content loop is on Europa. And I want there to be something exciting about weapons. I'm, I'm probably not getting my weapons 2.0, but there's got to be something exciting about weapons. Maybe stasis and a whole new batch of perks could really address even some of what we're talking about right now. I mean, that would that would maybe put to rest some of this debate that like PVE starts to get really some some fire and some excitement. Those are the two things I'm kind of like, please, if we can get that, if I can get a solid content loop with stuff that's fun that that, that is worthy of my pursuit. Um, I guess the last lingering one would be how are they going to make raid weapons stand out? Because that is, I think that is a, a question right now. Is Am I going to sp- want to spend a bunch of time chasing raid weapons? Because Garden fell off for me maybe the third, second weekend. I was like, these weapons aren't worth it. It's just, I was just irritated. It was another batch of weapons that were boring. And even from a power grind perspective, they were frustrating because of the disproportionate distribution. So I, I, I always start with the content loop. Because if you can get a good content loop, um, I'll lean in. Uh, I've leaned into a handful of the content loops that I thought were really, really good. The Black Armory Forge, Menagerie, uh, Sundial um, were, were ones that I really enjoyed. Even the Obelisks, I kind of enjoyed kind of grinding those up and getting those ready. And then after that, the real question is, are you going to make guns exciting to chase? Because that's that's how I'm wired as a player which is why when Wish was in here the other day I wasn't like alarmist I was like if they can nail content loop every three months and give me loot that I think is fun to chase and that I care about that's kind of how I'm wired I'm not looking for Forsaken every 12 months and I'm certainly not expecting Season of Opulence on a regular basis just give me a good content loop with, with, with exciting loot to chase and that's how I'm wired as a player. And I understand that's pretty, that's like, that's just me kind of owning my bias. Like, I can look at some of his predictions about the franchise and be like, that works for me. That's how I play. And also, I understand how some people might read that and be pretty disappointed that they're not getting what they were kind of hoping for, which, oh, we're going to break from Activision. And this game's going to truly become a game of depth. And, and, uh, you know, we're really going to get a lot of substance. Um, that may be a reality in the future if they could start to maybe lean on funding from someone like Microsoft or find companies to shoulder development for them. Uh, but from what we know, I would anticipate every year from here on out to probably feel like this year it's going to land somewhere between Shadowkeep and Forsaken. And for me, if the quality of the grind and loot is there, I don't care about quantity. You know, if I'm enjoying the grind and the loot that I'm getting. I'm happy camper. That's just that's how I'm wired as a as a as a player. Mm, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm mostly looking forward. I think the story and the lore looks amazing. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That already looks like we're 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 learning more about uh, some background and destiny than than Shadowkeep gave us. And I honestly hope there's more loot pools than what they've shown so far. So I know we know the exotics. We know the red. We know there will be a seasonal loot pool. We know these red weapons from Europa, probably, and there will be a raid loot pool. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I somehow hope there will be at least like more, more added to the legendary world loot pool. For example, what you also talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, some other surprises that we... I mostly hope we get more loot as a surprise than I'm anticipating. That would make me already happy if the game feels like there's tons of new stuff dropping. I mean, Season of the Hunt has to have something. There's got to be a loot grind there. I mean, what's what's in the Wrathborn activity? Guns? No? Then what am I doing? Like, there's got to be something there, too. Um, right. But I also think, like, general world loot pool, right? The legendary engram that it's, like, maybe pack, Maybe it's, like, half new weapons or something like this. Not not new, new, but maybe re at least recycle something that it feels fresh. Because I'm mostly worried that this this loot pool that's dropping now or the... um. um where probably some stuff will be put from the umbrals in, but I don't, I don't know. I don't want to have these same legendaries drop again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've kind of let that dream go, at least for now, um, just because I don't care about the world pool. I care about activity pools more, um, just because I would rather be running a content loop with drops at the end that I care about. I think the general world loot pool will need love eventually, and since they've set their sights on adept weapons and strikes at some point my hope would be they've got an idea on how they're going to reinvigorate core activities and it's not through that generic world pool um i just, that thing is just that should be there for free to play players because who i don't I, I just don't care about what they get if they're brand new who cares they don't know that they're getting reissues and old stuff that i don't care give them that and then update my loot pool as a paying player so i get better better stuff and motivate me to throw throw some time at those core activities that doesn't need to happen in beyond light but it does need to happen in year four because that's what we were told was going to happen right but i think a, a, an exciting world loot pool can reinvigorate the core activities because they mostly drop the legendaries they're dropping there are mostly world loot pool right i mean i've waffled on this because when they initially brought back the old-fashioned uh, and then the old-fashioned couldn't be pursued, I agreed, Somebody, I remember somebody disagreed with me and pushed back, and they said, yeah, but it's exciting when you run over an Imgram now, and you see an old-fashioned. I'm like, okay, so I kind of changed my position. But then at the end of that season, I was like, I had no, but I had no way of pursuing the weapon. Like, I didn't like that. So, like, I think they got to meet in the middle a little bit. I, I like what you're saying, because it is nice to have, like, stuff dropping and be excited about when it drops, but that should maybe be in addition to giving me some volition um, about how to chase it <laughs> instead of, you know what I mean? Instead of just being like, did you get a good old fashioned? Did you get a dire promise? No. Well, why not? I don't know. I did. I had no control over getting them. I, I think there's got to be a happy medium in between. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, I guess we'll see each other for the event. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, are you gonna how... are you gonna stay up and kill your sleep schedule? I, I, I actually, yeah, yeah. I I already I already am prepared to drink a lot of coffee tomorrow in the office. Yes, <laughs> I want to see what what's happening. I hope I really hope because really, sleep, I, I think I'm gonna go to Bellevue and I'm gonna tear this person's head off. If this is gonna be three hours of waiting until four a.m. for me. <laughs> For the last 10 minutes happening something, I'm going to be very angry. I hope it's just something that continuously goes on for like three hours. I can log on, witness it for like 10 minutes and leave. Because otherwise, that would be a very long night. <laughs> it's yeah. probably only going to be the last 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the community managers tweeted that just log in sometime before the, the login time, right? I, I understood it that you download the update and then something small is going on for those four hours, no? 
Please. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like, why are they not letting anybody log in the last 10 minutes? I feel like that's when it's really going to be happening. Because they're... <laughs> Sorry, man. That's what okay. I think. Well, all right. And I, okay, then we got to end because we got to go to the store. I got to get some beers for that. It's going to be a long night, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'll be drinking tonight because I got a long day tomorrow playing in front of a live audience. So I'll probably just be chilling. It's true. It's true. So. All right. Thanks for the calling. Yeah, man. Talk Thanks for you. calling in. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. If you guys are here right now, we're not going to shut down. We're going to keep on streaming, but I am going to end the segment. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or watching the upload on the video channel, you can always watch me live at smtrlive.com. And uh, if you're here live right now, be sure to click subscribe. Hit the like button if you especially enjoy these segments. It helps support me. It helps this video get recommended. I won't overwhelm your sub feed. This is purely a live channel. You also want to make sure you're subscribed for the live event tonight. I will be streaming it. If you are listening to this elsewhere as a recording, please like, share, and subscribe.